Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Greenbean and Matt O'Leary. Boys, how you doing tonight? Greenbean, I'm going to kick it to you first. Oh, I'm awesome, man. I'm in a hating Jamison Crowder mood. I hope everybody's with me. We're going to get into that. Ooh, Matt, how you doing tonight? Good. I'm in a hating Mel Kuyper mood, so I hope we get into that. <laughs> Ooh, we can definitely get into that. Awesome. Boys and girls, if you're hopping in the stream with us, hit that like button. We'd love to see that like number go up. And uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun for you. So let's let's jump into it a little bit. Ooh, ooh. You know what? We haven't talked about the draft stream. We haven't talked about the draft stream yet on air, I don't think. Have we? Well, I mean, we kind of brought ooh. it up a few times. Dude, I'm so yeah. sorts of excited. So we've, been, we've got some things kind of in the works got a few special and by a few special guests i mean like a, a whole few a lot of few <laughs> special guests coming right. off of the draft stream dude it's gonna be friggin wild Greenbean, i know you're excited i am man you know what i you know what i like most about it man is that uh everybody seems to be more level-headed that's just my feeling like when we you know when we talk about the draft before it and everything it's crazy when we're together on the show it seems like everything is cool. Like we we we're disappointed and nobody becomes a jerk. I mean, we're we're happy and nobody you know nobody makes anybody else feel bad for being happy. I think it's the best time, and this is our third year doing it in a row. So I think this is going to be the absolute most fun that we've had all year because this is an important off season, man. So uh, this might be the most important off season. So I'm psyched to hang with you guys for that. Matt, how are you feeling about the draft stream? Dude, four picks in the top 40. So that's four huge reactions. Because that's my favorite part, I think, is when like the numbers like start to peak when the Jets are about to make their pick. Because we're on a delay, too. So like we're a little bit behind, and then we react. And it's most of the time it's positive. I feel like we haven't had very many negative reactions unless maybe like Jonathan Marshall. We were like, who? I was going to say the what? Morgan pick was like, what? Oh, <laughs> what yeah. do you mean the Morgan yeah, pick? I, I hated that. That's true. Occasionally um, yeah, we start throwing stuff. <laughs> it just gets, yeah, we get sometimes. all fired up. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> and especially because like last year we like knew the number two pick was going to be Wilson. Like we all had an idea. Fun little tip. The three of us all had videos <laughs> queued up because we knew the pick was going to go. So we're live. We're like, okay, drop the video. And, uh, you know, but this year there's a lot of uncertainty. I have no idea which way the Jets are going to go at four. They could go any number of ways. I think there's a real good shot they're trading out of four. Yeah. I have no clue. Well, is it? And it, it is cool because even the first year, like, we didn't know it was Becton, you know, who was going to slide out of the tackles, but it was 90% going to be a tackle. If it wasn't a tackle, there was a slim chance that it would be a wide receiver. But that was it. We had a great feeling. And then there were two tackles taken before us. So it was like, okay, it's going to be one of these guys. Like, that's it. This year, I have no idea. I have my thoughts, but I don't have any idea what the hell's really going on. It's going to be great. Ah, no way. No way. Totally, totally going to be surprised by anything they do. I do think an edge rusher needs to be the pick at four or the pick at ten, ideally. But other than that, 
I, I don't know. No clue. <laughs> it could go any, any direction. Kyle drops in with Super Chat, says, Matt, did my $2 help fix your internet? That was the, the Venmo that I sent you the other day. <laughs> I don't know. You guys tell me. How is it coming in today? Um, I can't tell you how many times I have unplugged and replugged in my modem. Uh, we did a little test run yesterday, and it was going mm -hmm. better. So maybe, like, maybe a new computer is in the works at the O'Leary household. Because, like, I don't know. Nice. I don't like this setup as much as I like my regular setup. So it might be a new Mac time or something. I don't know, boys. Right? See? You know, Matt... Let Matt, one of my favorite things I've done the last like year, two years, I think it might be two years now, was sitting online, picking all of the nice upgrades that I want built into my computer. Oh, I loved it. I'm like, you know what? I have not had enough RAM ever. I'm getting as much RAM as I can have and let me get some space. It's a good time, Maybe. buddy. Let me know if you want to hang out. You've got RAM up the butt over there, don't you? I, I don't even know what I have. I have uh, ram up the butt. Oh, you're setting me up. <laughs> I am. <setting> you <laughs> I've are. Got 32 ram gigs up the over butt. Here. It, it took me forever. 32 gigs. Dude, I was having so many issues with the stream at first. And then, like, it, and then when you start getting, like, the little drink, because Greenby, I know you and I have talked about We've all talked about it. When you start freezing up, it's like, ah, I'm trying to say something and it's, I don't know what's going on. Oh, oh it's the worst. So, Kyle, you definitely uh, helped out Matt. I think we got it all figured out. Um, Teddy, thank you for the super chat, brother. Teddy says, let's go. Can I get all three of yours? Four, 10, 35, and 38 picks. Okay. I'll go first. So, if the Jets stay put Ooh, the at... the whole thing. Oh, I know. If the Jets stay put at four and 10, and we're not, we're not making any trades, I'm going to say... So, edge rusher at four. Is it a little bit of a cop-out to say, like whoever you like at, at four it's a no you got to say your player might got to say the okay. player yeah i'm gonna say i'd be i'd be good with any of the addresses like even thibodeau if i'm saying thibodeau walker johnson Karloftis, like those four i'm totally fine with but i think it's got to be one of them walker would be the one that i think is intriguing the most because he plays very similarly to jfm where he can kick inside to d tackle and outside to dn and i think the versatility on the defensive line is something that's really attractive to our head coaching staff um, and I do think the 35-inch arms, the, the elite bend that this guy is, is exhibiting, uh, while we didn't see it all on display in season because of how they played him, I think there's a really realistic shot that, you know, if the Jets don't take him at four, I think he might be gone at five or, or seven to the Giants. Um, I think he's really good. Ten, I know a lot of people want receiver. I could understand Drake London or Garrett Wilson there. Uh, I'm hoping for sauce or a trade down, um, personally. And if not, you know, London's fine there too. So I'll say sauce at 10. I'll go edge rusher. We're going Walker four, sauce at 10. I'm going Christian Watson at 35. And I'm going, uh, you know, safety of choice at 38, I guess. So if it's that, if that's scene or Petrie or whatever, I, that's a little bit of a cop out, but that's kind of how I envision the top four picks going. Uh, Greenbean, I'll kick it to you first. Ooh, all right. I'm going to leave trades off the, uh, off the show tonight. Mm -hmm. Am I coming in okay? You're you sure? Am I coming clear. in? Dude, yeah. Like, there's no pixelation whatsoever on my end. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to say that the Jets grab Jermaine Johnson at four, and they are going to grab Kyle Hamilton at 10. Um, let me, no, no, I'm sorry. Let me flip that. I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> why am I picking Jermaine Johnson so early? 
Uh, the uh, Hutchinson and Thibodeau are going to be gone. At least this is my tonight. This is all only, only for tonight. Uh, Hamilton at four, and it's going to piss everybody off, and you're going to see me laugh, laugh, laugh. It's just one of the most fun moment. Um, I can't wait to see Matt yell at me and everything I else. I might have to fight. Um, me and Greenie might have to throw hands. On draft day. I don't know. I'm gonna get one of those sock and boppers and just like two gloves yeah. and start wailing on. I gotta, I gotta get a dummy over here. But it's gonna be great. You'll see. So it's uh, then we're gonna take Jermaine Johnson at ten because again the the edge rushers that are worthy of top five picks are gonna be gone. But the top ten edge rushers are gonna be there. There's only gonna be one top five player there on the board, so they're gonna grab them. Then they're going to take Jermaine Johnson at 10. Then at 35, they're going to grab uh, George Pickens. And everybody's going to everybody's gonna start calling him the best wide receiver in the draft because Jets fans are nuts. We're going to spend the rest of the first round bitching at Joe Douglas. They didn't get a receiver. Then at 35, we're going to grab a receiver. And Jets fans are going to say he was the guy they wanted the whole time. And he's, uh, and he's the best in the whole draft. He's the gem. He's the golden nugget. And then at 38, we are going to go linebacker. And if Christian Harris is there, that's going to be the guy. If not, we're going to bring in Chad Muma, and it's going to be exciting, exciting, exciting. Dude, I love Pickens. I, if you told me the Jets were going, like, let's say, you know, who did I see? I saw the, the guy from, who did I say? Was it Tampa Bay Trey? He had, like, it was Thibodeau at four, Sauce at 10, Pickens at 35, and I think it was Seen. At uh at thirty eight, I was like, I love this mock. <laughs> like this is great. I think Pickens is fantastic. <laughs> I think he absolutely could have been the best receiver if he didn't tear his ACL at the, like in spring. Totally. I th- he's yeah, incredible. I agree. And he's got a fire, a pure fire on the field, and he played in the SEC, so you know he's like top dog amongst you know the Bulldogs. So like I, dude, I I like him a lot. I'd be totally good with that. Matt, what about you? Uh, so, Lucky, I did a mock draft today on the channel, so I'm going to go off of that. Um, it was at the PFF simulator, and I came away with KT at four. No, I'm not uh, I'm not scared off of him. I think he would be a home run pick for Joe Douglas there at four. I took Garrett Wilson at 10. I understand what you guys are saying with the wide receiver in the second round. Um, I just don't want to take that risk and be like, oh, is this guy going to be here or is he not going to be here the next time? I just want to, mm-hmm. you know, take the the best one available i think um Mm. at 35 i had daxton hill safety from michigan and then 38 chad muma the linebacker that everyone loves from the senior bowl dax hill yeah he's good i like daxton hill yeah i think that that i could definitely see i could see any one of these sort of happening i think edge rusher is probably the one position that all of us edge rusher and receiver are like easily the two positions we need to get in our top four picks and it's just a matter of what flavor you're kind of looking uh, for us to go. Jake drops in with soup chat. He says, wish this was happening when we took Jakai polite. Uh, it was, I think, wasn't it? Or was that the year before? What's that? Did we do the draft stream with Jakai polite? No, or was that the, year no, before? Jakai polite was, yeah, we've, we've, we started with Joe Douglas. We've only been doing this during That's the true. Joe Douglas tenure. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's our only Dude, GM I, we've ever competed was, together. When I watched, you know, Jakai Polite's highlights, I was like, oh, look, spin move, like, power move. Like, this guy's got it. Dude, I have never been so – yeah, he didn't give a shit. (laughs) It's like, you got to be kidding me. He showed up. I think they said – look, now this might be a joke. I actually said it one time, but I I don't know if it's true. But uh, he obviously came up to the combine. He was like 25 pounds overweight, all right? He looked fat. 
And there, somebody said that he smelled like cigarettes in the meetings. Oh, I love it. <laughs> no, I don't. Again, stale cigarettes and sex, <laughs> like booze and cigarettes. Like fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Just on a bender the night before. What the hell right. are you doing in I don't care. I don't need you. <laughs> oh, that's great. And Mac uh, goes, I love him. Mac goes, oh, I smoke cigarettes too. Nobody yeah. knows. Let's go. Fernando. <laughs> be ripping cowboy killers. Just, oh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando, thank you so much for becoming the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. Guys, if you're a member of the channel, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat for our newest member, Fernando. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Thanks a lot. We got Mutt Viles dropping in with his... Wow, that is a massive... Hold on. Let me, yeah, you can edit that however you want. Um, all right, there you go. Sorry. Mutt Viles drops in with his members super chat. You get one for every month that you're a member here on the channel. So let's go, baby. Hope all the Jet fans tonight are doing great. Was at work today. Heard this trade idea. Want to get your take on it. So do you draft... Uh, do you trade pick 35 and Becton for a top five edge... And draft Neil at four. Huh. Um, Wait. You trade pick 35 plus Becton to get a top five edge. So you're getting up to like, you know, let's say top 10 is probably where you're looking. I don't know what team would want Becton that what's a top, high. What's a top, a top five, five edge? edge? So you're, you're saying Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Walker, I think he Johnson, means, Karloftis, right? right? Well, I it's took just it as like someone in this league. Oh, yeah, because oh, we already have a top five pick. I mean, there's only three more. There's only a couple more of those in the whole draft. But like, you mean we, trade? Hmm. I don't know. I don't. Uh, files. Well, see, I I took it as trading up to get a top five edge because who are you trading? Like, what? Who are the top five edges in the league? It's T.J. Watt, which yeah, maybe he's included do. in a trade up. I, I would 100 percent do it, but I don't think you give up yeah. Becton for him. If you're no. if they're coming up to four to get their quarterback, give us T.J. Watt. I don't care. I'll take TJ Watt all day, straight up. Oh yeah, like you imagine. They're not going to do no that. No questions though. asked. No, they won't. Never. That. But that's why I'm saying, like, like who are the other edge rushers then? Like, who do you, who would you put in your top five right now, roughly? You know, sort of um, ish ballparked. Like, I is don't Micah know. Parsons in there, or is he not considered an edge? Like, no, considered linebacker, I, I guess. Um, he does everything. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he does everything. I have no idea. I don't know which direction. I can't. We go. So no, Mutt Viles, no, <laughs> I disagree with you. Um, but okay, let, let's just say for the sake of it, pick 35, Becton, you get on edge, whoever it is, and you take Neil at four. Would you guys do that? Green Bean. Uh, I don't want to trade Becton. I know Mutt Viles. Everybody's on this tip the, uh, this last couple days, uh, mm -hmm. trading for DK and, and everything. You look, Becton. I'm going to say this, um, and and I mean this is my official take on Makai Becton. Mm -hmm. I love Makai Becton. We saw what he did his rookie year. He's 22 years old, guys. Um, he got rolled on, and it took him longer. I mean, we don't know if you know what happened there. Like, we don't know. Rich Semini said wrote an article about him eating himself to death. His trainer put out a video. <laughs> A day or two later, and he's like, dude, this is the most un inaccurate thing ever being said. The guy's looking ripped and everything. He looked fine uh, in the preseason games. What's going on? What did I? What happened? 
What are you guys laughing? No, at? I'm laughing at your, your take. I think it's no, fantastic. No. I think you're right. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so I mean, laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Yeah. And so even if you're trading like uh, Luke, I was talking with Luke last night, Luke Grant from Play Like a Jet. And he said, no, I wouldn't trade Makai for DK because a wide receiver is easier to find as much as you like DK as it's great. I mean, I love him. Finding a franchise left tackle that can neutralize Nick Bosa and and everybody else in the like, dude, he had a fantastic rookie campaign. And he's so young. Like, give him a second. It was his first year in the system. He looked a little off. Like, give it a minute. The whole line looked like crap. So I'm not looking to trade Becton. Somebody wants Becton. They got to come and pay me for it. Like, Becton is an asset from my perspective. He's had one real injury. The shoulder thing, it wasn't like, it's not like he's had the same thing. He looks like he's going to be this injury-prone guy. I don't know, man. I think everybody, I think Jets fans are, are are freaking out, man, over nothing. Like, you know, we 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 give up on people so soon here. Not that Mutt Biles is doing that, but I'm not looking to trade Beckton. They it wouldn't be Beckton in a 35 for another guy unless it was a TJ Watt, somebody dominating the league or something. Uh, but I'm not looking to trade Beckton. You gotta coerce me to trade Beckton. That's my take on that. Yeah, look, I'm right there with you. I think Beckton's value is on this team hundred percent. The guy's you know, he has the ability to be a top five tackle in this league if he stays healthy. Why would you trade that away? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I think that we owe it to ourselves, and I think we owe it to Zach, and I think we owe it to Becton to give him, you know, the full four years. Like, even if you decide you're not picking up his fifth-year option next year, at least give him the full four years. And if you want to go with a developmental tackle this, you know, later in the rounds this year because you're, you know, maybe a little uneasy or you think we, we need depth at the position because of, uh, you know injuries across the line in general then fine i have no problem with that but i don't think you go out and you get a tackle and, and trade becton for like a, another player because it's just it, it doesn't make sense to me i think he's got he's shown you the talent it's just a matter of if he can stay healthy and i think i i, I want becton here i really do because i think he wants to be here and i think he wants yeah. to be great i think it's just a big guy when you hurt your leg and you can't work out you're just gonna you're gonna balloon and wait i don't know it's just, like i think it's a it's a symptom of you know, not being able to work out when you're that big. It's just unfortunate and it's, you know, it happened, but I don't think it's going to be something that consistently happens with him. Yeah. Did, did he even balloon though? I mean, any pictures or videos I've seen of him through, I, I follow him on Instagram and shit. I didn't see anything where he was like covered in cheese whiz or anything. I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I didn't see anything like that, but me kind of using my, so I'm speculating here. Right. For sure. Yeah, and I think I got that's you. what a lot of reporters are doing too. I think they're, they're saying, hey, it's his weight. I mean, I heard a lot of rumblings about the weight. I definitely did. I think there's probably something to it, but I think it's also like natural for a big dude to, that hurt his lower body that can't work out to get bigger. Like he, the guy has shown that he can get into shape really quick when he has a nutritionist. He, he played his best season in college with a nutritionist. He got in phenomenal shape for the combine with a nutritionist. And now he's got another nutritionist now. Like, I don't know how the Jets did not, like, put this on their radar initially to say, hey, we got to have this guy with a nutritionist all the time. I feel like every player on our team should have that. I don't know. Matt, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah I do think it's a little premature. Um, and I think some of the takes are a little bit, well, well they're hot takes, but they're a little bit uh, premature because he was very good as a rookie. And just because he got rolled up on in his second year, like it's it's over, it's done with. You have to move on from him, which I just mm -hmm. don't get. 
And um, I was fine with drafting an offensive lineman at four before signing Lincoln Tomlinson. But once you do that, I feel like that takes it out of the equation. So if you're taking Iki Aquanu, then at four, two years after taking Makai Beckton in the first round, to me, that sounds like a panic move. So I don't think it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it feels more yeah, like now, if, if they wanted to move on from yeah. Fant, like they like fans haven't like they're in this contract discussion, trade Fant if you're gonna take a tackle. Like if you think there's no contract to be had with Fant, then you make that move. But I, I think you roll into this season. I think Fant is a lock to be your one of your tackles. And I think Becton, you know, if they're competing for left or right, I just I don't think you take a tackle unless you're moving on from one of your tackles anyway. Um but let's move on. So Fly Guy drops well, into the super chat. Oh, go on, Green Bean. You got something to say. No, I just want to say, like, to Mutt Files, I just want to make sure, like, to Mutt Files' point, <laughs> I didn't really uh, address, like, he's talking about, like, literally being able to trade 35 and Becton for a TJ Watt, for a Nick Bosa or something like that. Now, and 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 if we still can take Evan Neal or Icky, I do get it. Would I look mm-hmm. to make that move? Probably not. Like you said, Ryan, it's like it's moving a lot of pieces for the same re- same result you know what i mean let's just uh simplify i think is uh has its own value so i'd consider it mutt vials but uh, i'm not looking to trade back them yeah i think that's a a really good way to put that as well uh fly guy drops in super chat says what's up guys i'm upset with these mock drafts from earlier today from the so-called experts do they know something we don't because uh that causes them to make these picks so i have heard uh matt why don't you tell us who the who did kuiper have us taking Drake London at four and Sauce Gardner at ten. Yeah, so, what a strong so draft! I'm not Matt. gonna lie, like I, if we had that happen, I, I love both players, but we got to get an edge rusher. Like not getting an edge rusher, I feel like is sacrilegious. Um, now I have heard from uh, someone that I'm not sure if I can trust yet, and he might be watching this, but a guy that might be an inside dude says that Drake London is in play at two with Sauce Gardner and Hutch for the Lions if they don't go with the quarterback Willis. So if 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 there's any truth to that, then Drake London at four isn't crazy either. Um I don't Wait a think minute. you go that route. I know, I know, I know. Wait. <laughs> I know it is that what you're saying? It doesn't make any sense to me. But Kuiper had us at four. So I'm just saying yeah. I've heard it All before. Right. And it and as weird as that sounds, I've heard it prior to this mock draft. Like like weeks ago. So it's it's weird. It's it's very odd. Like Drake London is kind of looked at as like a unicorn prospect. If he winds up running a fast time, like this guy's gonna be really frigging good. Um, so at four, while I don't think that's a good move, I would go with the edge rusher, get your pick of the litter, and then I like a lot more receivers in this draft. I can kind of, sort of understand it, but like I wouldn't go Sauce at ten, and I love Sauce. If you don't get an edge rusher at four, like I I think Kuiper is totally off base on this mock draft. I think edge at four and then if you get sauce at 10 great if you trade down great if you take a receiver great like there's a lot of different ways to go but i think edge rusher in the top 10 is a must green bean your thoughts yeah i couldn't agree more man i think like that's our priority in this in this uh draft it's like you know you look at everything that joe douglas believes in with the trenches you look how many times this year did robert sala talk about the trenches Ulbrick talked about the trenches even like toward the end of the you know at the end of the season it might have been um right after the season um robert sala talked about the the edge rusher the pass rush being the one element of the defense that helps everything else 
And uh, and we don't have that guy. Now, we brought Carl Lawson in. And again, I'm going to say this. It's hilarious to me how concerned we are with Becton. But Carl Lawson, who's had two season-ending knee injuries and a season-ending Achilles, we're like completely fine with putting all this weight on him. Now, I'm hopeful for Carl Lawson. But, dude, even if Carl Lawson's come... Though, because we're talking about taking edge at four, like we can't be that. No, I'm talking, dude. I have, I have Jets fans. Mm -hmm. Ryan, Jets fans are pushing Sauce Gardner up there because Mm -hmm. we already have Carl Lawson. We already have Edge. What are you talking about, Ryan? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I legitimately haven't got it. I've I've never seen someone say, "Hey, we want Sauce at four and not an edge rusher at ten. Like if they're taking Sauce at four, (laughs) I've, I've almost universally seen edge rusher at ten. Mm. I really have. Maybe it's just the different the logical like, Because I'm pushing sauce. So people are probably like, oh, we want to make him not like dislike me or something. Like, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, think, I don't know. I'm just I saying. Like so my idea is this. Carl Lawson aside, even if Carl Lawson comes back and is 100% of what we thought he was going to be last year, mm-hmm. I still think you need his bookend. Like, we yeah. need this. It's 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 everything that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala believe in, and it's what this defense is predicated on, is getting to the quarterback or at least creating pressure on the quarterback. And I think it's high time, man. Every single year, we found a reason not to take an edge rusher in the draft. 18, 20, 19 years in a row, we've gone, oh, I hear you, but we really need this. And it's time. It's fucking time. It's the strong edge class. Let's go get one. I like Dude, it. I like and it. the Matt. crazy thing, too, is um, Green Bean. I've seen people, I don't know if you're getting this, too, but like Jordan Davis potentially being the defensive lineman that they take. Mm-hmm. That, yep. Uh, yeah, that is right ins- back that's to insane it. to me. That's insane. Yes. How many times are we going to do this, guys? We need <laughs> someone on the edge to get after the passer. It's just, it's crazy. Right. And just for the, on the Mel mock draft, I don't see, I don't have an issue with Drake London at 10, but you have to get an edge rusher first. Or even if like you do go something nuts and let's say you take Drake London at four, then you'd be, you better be getting Jermaine Johnson or someone else like that at pick 10 because you can't go into day two without filling edge. It's just not possible for me. Yeah. I that's a funny agree. thing. Matt brings up a great point, Ryan. It's like, uh, right, I'm seeing a whole bunch of Jordan Davis love. And it's like, Ugh. dude, that would be the jetsiest thing to do because we've done that. I mean, through like three regimes, we have focused on defensive tackle, man. It's like, it's, it's, it's unreal. Like we have the last guy, Quinnen Williams was supposed to be Aaron Donald. Now he's still young and he's, and he has improved every year. And I like Quinnen and I have high hopes for Quinnen, but dude, we have him and we paid John Franklin Myers to slide inside. Like, can we please just get a goddamn edge rusher? Can we do this already? <laughs> Quit screwing around. Let's get the edge rusher. Yeah, guys, right. I completely agree. Michael Rodriguez, thank you so much for becoming the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. Brother, thank you so much. means a lot to me. Uh, make sure you drop some J-E-T-S in the chat for our newest member, Michael. Uh, Mumtaz drops in with Super Chat. He says, Trayvon Walker at number four, or unfortunately, Kayvon. I don't have any... Look, let me just... Clarify. No problem with Kayvon at four. I just think I get the willies with what he's been saying, and I would go a different route. No problem with the town if we go with Kayvon at four. So Walker or Kayvon at four, Sauce at 10 if he's available, or Lloyd or Wilson. London is going to be gone to Atlanta is what he says. 35 Dotson or George Pickens. 
or uh, Christian Watson. 38, Daxon Hill or Daquan Brisker. Yes, yes, 100%. Sign me up right now. Yes. I don't care which player it is at each of those picks. Yes. Absolutely. Greenbean, your thoughts. Wait, so this is his draft for Trayvon Walker or K or Thibodeau, right? Unfortunately, yep. what's unfortunate? Oh, for Ryan, I, I get it. That's, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Uh, 10 Sauce or Devin Lloyd or Garrett Wilson. London's gone to Atlanta. 35, Jahan Dotson. You're going doubling up on wide receiver if it's Garrett Wilson or George Pickens or Ch Christian Watson. Daxton Hill, or there's a lot of dudes in there. Well, let me tell you, um, I would, I'm, I like them. I like every one of those players. I happen to like every single one of those guys. Uh, I'd be happy with some combination of that, Mumtaz, buddy. I think it's pretty good. Matt, what about you? And watch this. I'm going to try and do my little switch of I'm going to see if I could go you like one person. Ready? Go. Did it work? Okay. Oh, it's uh, this is like, oh, there <laughs> right. we go. This see, is pretty good. Um, try different things. Love it. This looks huh. very nice. Um, this is like a goddamn Mad Libs for uh, the NFL draft. There's like a million different options in here. Um, I <laughs> don't think I would take Devin Lloyd at 10. Um, I feel like he's falling a little bit. Um, and I, I don't know. Can I switch? And instead of double dipping at wide receiver, can I take a linebacker at 35 instead? Because other than that, I have no complaints with the direction that he went. But I just wouldn't double dip on um, – wide receiver and i don't think i would take linebacker there and something else too like after the dj reed signing are we out on uh bryce hall then because if you're drafting sauce gardner then where's where's bryce hall gonna be yeah that's what but i hear it, too matt well see i i don't know if any of our signings prevent us from going any particular player in this draft like dj reed's probably only gonna be here for two years i think any of these tight ends are probably going to be here for two years. So I think it just prevents us from being forced to go a certain direction and drafting the best player available. So if we think the best player available at 10 is sauce, I think the pick is going to be sauce. And I don't think that's necessarily yeah. a detriment to, to hall as much as it is like, Hey, we're getting the best player for our team. Um, same thing with, you know, if they decide to go an offensive lineman. Now I think an offensive lineman is, uh, you know, a strength. And I don't think we should necessarily be going strength for a strength. But I don't know if I consider our secondary a big enough strength to turn away a lockdown corner if that's how you feel uh, he is. Like, are you totally out on cornerback, Matt? Or are you like, do you still like Hall enough to be cornerback, you know, too? Um, I think Hall should be a starter on the outside. Um, you could you could add maybe on day three and get some more depth in there. But I don't... Um, I... I don't know. I don't think you necessarily have to, like you said, I don't think you have to pigeonhole yourself into a specific pick, but mm -hmm. I don't feel like corner is as much of a pressing need as some other positions after signing Reed. And um, I guess because like contract wise, I get why you're saying that maybe he's only here for two years, but mm -hmm. Reed's pretty young. Like, can, can he not get another contract here, an extension mm -hmm. from Joe Douglas? So um, I think he could be a building block guy. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. But I also think like, do we love Hall enough? Like, I guess there's maybe, is there any truth to the, to DJ B enemy's comments about teams picking on Hall? Because if you think that there's teams picking on Hall, cause he's not going to be able to make a play on the ball, then maybe you don't necessarily deem him as one of your top two corners. And then you want DJ Reed and, uh, sauce to be your, your main guys. And then, you know, your third corner 
is Hall. Like, I, there's a lot of three and four wide receiver sets. I think there's a few ways we could go with this where you're not necessarily kind of compounding uh, the same thing. Uh, all right, let's, where did I see this? Where did Teddy's super chat go? Teddy, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, my top four would be Thibodeau, Hamilton at four, Walker, Johnson, Karloftis, or Sauce at 10, Pickens, Watson at 35, uh, and then 38 would be Harris, Muma, or McBride. I love the player, can't help it. Uh, talking about McBride. I would, tight end's off the table for me. I'm not, I'm not going tight end until probably the third round. I like a lot of guys in this draft. I don't think it's worth spending a top two round pick on McBride. Uh, at this point, uh, unless they don't believe in one of the guys they signed, which I think would be silly. But uh, yeah, look, I'm on board. Yeah. I think the edge rusher, I think that if you if you go with the edge rusher um, at four in Thibodeau, or if you take Hamilton, I don't love it, but you could still go with the edge rusher at 10, and I think I'm fine with that. I like the receiver in the second round, and I'm fine with linebacker uh, in the second round as well. Greenbean, how are you feeling about this? Can you imagine they decide not to start like uh, Ozama or Conk, like, eh, we don't really like him. He's going to be a uh, day, you know, uh, game day scratch. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be so funny. Uh, we suck. But uh, so I think uh, tight end is still in play, man. I think that these guys are making a statement. Now, is it a priority? No. And I think what they did in free agency is really nice because it's no longer in need, right? It's not like if if, uh, if a tight end happens to be the best player and they love him, we can, but I think you're right, Ryan. I think it's probably going to be pushed to the third. Um, they probably don't like McBride so much that Ruckert, Ferguson, Dolchich, uh, or Dolkick, uh, who, you know, one of those guys wouldn't fill the role nicely for them, especially because there's no pressure to come in and start. They can groom him a little bit and put him in, you know, some, some role. Uh, playing, not role playing. You know what I mean. Um, but yeah, what else was the question? Was that what it is? If I think we're going yeah. tight end, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it's, don't, it's I, just the whole I, super chat in general. If you if you're feeling any sort of way on yeah. Thibodeau Hamilton and then Walker Johnson, Karloff to Sauce, Pickens Watson, linebacker or or tight end. Yeah, well, Ryan, didn't you tell us? I, I don't want to give away your info, but didn't you tell us that maybe Thibodeau is not? in the uh on the jets board anymore didn't you say something like that or am i remembering it wrong i no, not want to right i i haven't said it on stream but I, I have heard from a source that i'm again not sure if i can trust just yet so i i you know preface this i don't want to say something that i you know might be misconstrued but i was told Loftus and ojibo are scratched off the jets list so dude how or, sorry, sad is the ojibo sorry Thibodeau, Thibodeau and ojibo let me Thibodeau and ojibo okay. two that were crossed off the list yeah, isn't that just terrible with uh, with Ojabo? Yeah. Isn't that so sad? Yeah, I like him Fucking a lot. Pro day, yeah. I don't pro know where day. he winds up going. Like, if he's there in the third round, now I think that scratch is probably more so like first round, second round. Like, I don't know if that just means he's totally, totally off of it, or if they just think there's better players elsewhere and they're you know fine with not going with him. But um, yeah, Matt, what? How do you feel about uh, Teddy's super chat here? Uh, um. Thibodeau, sure. Hamilton at four, no. Uh, Walker, Johnson, Karloftis at slash sauce. Okay, so I guess I'm signing myself up for Sauce Gardner. Pickens or Watson. Um, I prefer Pickens over Watson um, just because I think the SEC versus North Dakota State, that matters mm -hmm. to me a little bit at the wide receiver position, um, yep. especially for someone you'd be relying on to come in and produce right away. I think that's important to note here also. Um and yeah, I think the, um, linebacker after that makes sense. I think it, you know, 
I really, really like Pickens a lot. I, I know there's like some of the on the field stuff where he's like getting maybe a little too aggressive, but dude, when he looked over at the sideline, gave the sideline the shh, threw the friggin' DB like five yards deep, and then went back and yeah, did the yeah. Shh, he's ready to stick his nose in there and block. He is aggressive. Right. Like if you could wind up with like him and Dean and like you you start getting these aggressive players all over the board. Wow, there's there's a lot you could do. And we could talk about some trade-down situations. I've heard of a few rumors, but we're going to put that off to the side right now. Uh, Jose drops in with Super Chat. Jose says, hey, guys, like you all, but please stop this nonsense. JD is not picking a wide receiver or cornerback in the first round. Seen at 35, Watson at 38. Uh, Matt, I'll throw this one to you. Uh, you think JD's not taking a corner or a receiver in the first round? Has Jose talked to him? Does he know? Because uh, I would he love. It, can he get me in connect? Can he get me in connection with Joe Douglas? I have a few questions <laughs> I'd like to get for him. But I just don't get like. So we say he's not taking a wide receiver or corner in the first round, and then mentions a safety. And like, does, is seen? Does he think seen's a safety? Um, a corner rather, I guess. Um, Maybe it's defensive back. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I can't. Speak. I don't know how we could be so so definitive on these things that are still positions of need. I can completely I understand. Greenman, you got any thoughts yeah. on that real quick? I got yeah, a it's a funny thing. Chats I'm trying to like burn through. Yeah, yeah, I'll blow <laughs> through it. Somebody somebody in my chat last night uh, on the Monday mocks, uh, somebody said, you guys are idiots if you don't think this. And it's like what we have to remember, uh, everybody, and I love Iowa Jets fans, so I think uh, he's a good dude. Um, but we have to remember that. Nobody knows anything because you think cornerbacks or wide receivers are the thing. I happen to think cornerback and wide receiver are unlikely in the first round. Um, so we just remember, we don't know shit. So we're just, we're just getting our info. Nobody here knows what Joe Douglas is going to do. Is it possible that we take a cornerback and a wide receiver? Sure. Is it bullshit that they won't? No, because we got edge rushers, we got linebackers, we got Kyle Hamilton, got also we got Jordan Davis. Don't forget about Jordan Davis, Matt. Everybody wants Jordan Davis, so you know a lot. It can go a lot of ways, man. So we don't know shit, Iowa. Just just to clarify, that was Jose. I accidentally slipped up. And oh, put there you Iowa go, Jets, Jose. Iowa Jets fan drops him with a super chat, and Iowa Jets fan says Salah's timeline for Beckton's return was ridiculous. Salah always gives the most optimistic response with injuries. AVT was probable all of preseason. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think, do you, do you think Becton was an overly optimistic time frame to return? Or do you think that was a realistic time frame to return? And, you know, he had some setbacks. Uh, Greenbean, I'll let you answer this one. I think that uh, Iowa's on to something. There was a few times last year, it happened with Elijah Moore as well. There was one time he said he should be uh, a week or two, and he ended up being, I, I forget exactly how it was, but there was a few times last year where Salah gave very positive prognosis and it ended up being longer. Now, why, what's the purpose of that? I don't know if that's deliberate or whatever, but when we look at Becton's injury, he was crying on the field. Whatever he felt that day, he thought his season was over, so it was bad. That that uh, estimation, six to eight weeks, we were all like, oh, wow, because that looked bad. You know, we all were surprised that it was going to be six to eight weeks. Now, I don't think you're wrong, Ryan. I think there was definitely some setbacks and everything. But the truth is, is that, uh, you know, it took all year to do it. So it just is what it is. You know, um, I think that Sala is consistently 
giving us a little bit more positive of a prognosis than than is uh, accurate. And that could be because he's just a, he's a he's a positive guy. You know, he's just positive. Looking at the bright side. Matt, this one's going to be for you. Jake drops him in the super chat, says, I love Becton and would love nothing more than him mauling the left side with AVT for the run game. It uh, is it worth gambling on his health and not taking best player available at four? So likes taking a Kwanu at four, even though you have Becton. I think that's what he's saying. I, I think he's question. saying I think he's saying Neil or Equanu uh, would be the best player available at four, and would you still take them? Uh, you know, with everything going on with Becton. Yeah, he's Debatable. saying that would... it, it is it worth it? Is it worth the gamble when you have a guy like Equanu there? Is it you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say yeah, it is worth the gamble because they have a gigantic fifteen-year gaping hole at edge. <laughs> so I would say <laughs> yes, it's worth the gamble. <laughs> Uh, yeah. NY uh, Jets NY102 drops him in a super chat. Says, "Can't wait till the day when we finally win a Super Bowl." They said it was wild when Philly won. I can only imagine how it will be when we finally win. I don't care what responsibilities I'm supposed to have during whatever day it winds up being. If the Jets win a Super Bowl, I don't care. It does. It could be the birth of my, uh, I guess, second child. <laughs> I would not at all. I sorry. I, I planned <laughs> planned it poorly. It's on me. I'm going to the, the Super Bowl parade. I would be all sorts of excited. Uh, Greenbean, how you uh, how are you going to celebrate if the Jets get a ring? I'm going to do exactly what I do for the draft. I'm going to come on here with you guys, and we're going to talk about it together. And we're going to have everybody. We're going to give away uh, Zach Wilson T-shirts, and we're going to have Boy Green on. You know what I mean? That's what we're going to do. I love it. I love it. I mean, <laughs> If I don't know if I've rattled off any of the names that we're gonna have on for the stream, but we got Richie, Ali, NY Jets today, Sabo blew it. Uh, we got Luke coming on. Uh, who else I got? Sack Exchange is coming on. Yeah, Boy uh, Green. Boy Green, dude, we're loaded, locked and loaded. I love it. Asman. I can't wait. Asmin's coming on. Asmin, uh, right? Shavanshu drops in with the super chat. Says most unicorns are mules with an ice cream cone. <laughs> never heard that but i like it i'm gonna use that more often that's funny uh jared drops in with a super chat jared says uh how much impact can the hiring of the bearcats coach scruggs have on the draft that's cincinnati uh inside scoop on guys like sauce my jai uh my jai pierce ford and bryant etc Look, I really, really like Sauce Gardner. There's there's always a player each year that I just kind of fall head over heels in love with. Two years ago, it was CeeDee Lamb. Last year, it was AVT. This year, 100% it's Sauce. And I just, I want to find a reason to take him. And I don't know if it's really a huge, huge need for us. But if he's there, you know, especially at 10, I'm not passing on him. I don't care, uh, you know, who else is on the board. I think the receiver can wait till round two. But man, I I really I really want it. But that's an interesting point. Like if they say, hey, look, this guy's legit. I don't know how you uh, turn that down, Matt. You think the hiring of Scruggs has any impact on how we decide to draft? Um, no, I don't think necessarily. Um, obviously they're gonna get good insight on the Cincinnati guys, but I don't think it's like a lock that okay you're gonna target all these guys. I think it's just it adds it's another piece to the puzzle but it, it's not swaying one way or the other a huge way 
Greenby, and this one's going to be for you. Rick drops in with a super chat, says, I'm telling you guys I love Watson and Pierce at 35 and 38, so he's double dipping at receiver there. Maybe 69 yeah. for, for Pierce. I don't think Pierce makes it to 69. Uh, <laughs> DED 4 and 10. D- defense, I think is what he's trying to say. Defense uh, at 4 and 10. Um, I think defense at 4 and 10 should be the way we go. I think it should be edge rusher corner, edge rusher linebacker, you know, something along those lines, and then you go receiver and safety in the second round uh and build it out uh Greenbean, any thoughts on this uh yeah i mean i don't think pierce is a second round pick um maybe maybe late second i look at pierce as a third round pick maybe you know look i could be wrong right but that's how i see pierce so if i double dip that wide receiver in the second i i don't think it would be pierce uh, that said, I don't think double dipping at wide receiver is necessary. I I don't. I don't see the same panic that everybody else has. You know, like we're 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 bringing in tight ends, uh, and we're gonna run a lot more twelve, even you know twenty one, twenty two personnel. You know, in a twenty two personnel, you have one wide receiver. And I don't think we're gonna do too much of that. But with with uh, you know, you need you need two wide receivers on the field. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. You know, however it goes. We still, you know, we have Berrios, who I think the Jets envision as wide receiver three. I don't think he's necessarily wide receiver four. And so they're going to, I mean, look, even Matt and I were sitting together in the opening day last year. We're wondering why the hell is Berrios getting 11 target? Why is the only pass going to Berrios? And I think that's because they love him and they're Mm -hmm. trying to to get him more involved in the offense. Zach likes him, all that stuff. So we got Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. We have Braxton Berrios. And we still have Denzel Mims, who another 23-year-old that Jet Nation has entirely given up on. I don't think that the staff has uh, entirely. Uh, We'll see how that goes. But if we bring in one more guy, like in the second round, for me, it's George Pickens. I like Christian Watson. Uh, If we brought in one second-round receiver, I think that we're pretty good in that department. Then don't forget, we still have... The beloved Jeff Smith uh, running around back there, too. So he's he's uh, maybe we still have Tariq Black, too. So uh, I think we're I think we're better than people are feeling with wide receiver, especially because we're bringing in some legitimate pass catching style tight ends. And I think we're going to bring in another one. And we have Kenny Yaboa there, too. So I think we're I think we're going to be good with one wide receiver. Uh, Kyle Ormsby drops him in the super chat. Matt, this one's going to be for you. He says, there's two edge positions for a reason. Uh, we have to take edge at four, plain and simple. Agree, disagree? Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. because uh, And the one that you are bringing back is coming off a season-ending injury. I have mm-hmm. uh, hope that he's going to come back and be okay, but it would be a huge gamble if you're – just saying, okay, it's going to be him and then a combination of Huff and Martin and whoever else you have rotating on the other side. You need a bona fide, legitimate stud on this defensive line to go on the other side. And also, too, like Robert, how many times does Robert Sala have to talk about getting pressure on the quarterback before people realize how important Edge is going to be on this team? Yeah, yeah. completely agree. Uh, Shavanshu drops him in the super chat says taking defensive tackle over edge Rex Ryan. No question. Sorry. No, I do not want defensive tackle. Uh, but I think I get the, get the joke where you're going there. Michael Rodriguez yeah. drops him with super chat says Stingley at four, then Davis at 10 old jets way. Uh, no more. I don't want Stingley at four. If we go on a Stingley, if we draft Stingley at four, I'm, I'm going to punch someone really friggin' hard. <laughs> I'd be so oh, upset. Right. 
I don't Dude. want that's the one player I don't want to touch at all. Yeah, me too. That's that's literally D Milliner and uh and uh Sheldon Richardson, same draft. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Like I was miserable that draft. Dude, I was actually in the Fillmore in Miami, you know, in down in Miami, the Fillmore Theater, the Jackie Gleason Theater. I was watching Allison Chains the first time with the new singer. I was live watching Allison Chains looking at that draft on my phone. And I was not enjoying the show because we picked D Milner. I was like, come on. Like, I couldn't believe it. They ruined Allison Chains, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm right there with you. I don't want to see it at all. Uh, Richard Delgado drops in uh, with his free super chat for being a member of the channel. He said he's celebrating 16 years of membership. Sauce at four, then Linderbaum at 10. Look, I really, I like Linderbaum. I don't want him at 10. I think it would be a misallocation of... Uh, of resources in my opinion um let's see who we got next where did all those guys go though ryan remember i was getting yelled at for a month oh about linderbaum yeah you said i was dumb everyone wants linderbaum because he's we had Mawai, we had mangled i understand the love for center i get it not in the top 10 i'm sorry michael rodriguez drops in with super chat says thanks guys i only get my jets news from you guys only from now on boom michael we love you. Means a lot. It really yeah. does. like seriously, it means a lot. That's one of the best compliments we could really get. Um, let's see. Shivanshu, aka Lima Bean, drops in with super chat, says it saddens me that many in the fan base and SNY hates Zach. Our past quarterbacks never had this much hate bestowed on them. Sam Gino, Mark, even Hack had it better. I look, I don't think Zach has it worse than like, you know, I think Gino got a bad rap for a while. I think Sanchez after the hot dog thing and after the butt fumble got it real bad, but maybe he was, you know, maybe it was worth it at the time of the butt fumble. Um, look, you're in New York and you, it, we're going to be critical of you all the time. And I think now that social media is like even more a bigger part of our lives than it was with, you know, say Mark back in 2000 and what was it? Nine when we drafted him. I don't know. I, th- I think there's definitely uh, a little bit there, Matt, how do you feel about Zach getting uh, a little bit of hate here? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, Sam Darnold failing um, Mm -hmm. because I I think people looked at last year almost as like a fourth year of Sam Darnold rather than like a complete restart, which I know that doesn't really make any sense of how I just laid it out. But I think 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 you're right on. I think you're spot on 100 percent. Like they were just incredibly impatient with Zach Wilson for like when he came back and 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 had like whatever 150 passing yards against Houston. It was he's a bust. You have to look and drafting another quarterback again. Like what? What are we doing here? This is insane to me. But um, yeah, I think that's definitely a big part of it. Is that you just had Sam Darnold, who everyone for the most part had high hopes for, fail, and I think the leash was just super short on Zach because of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's well put. And this one's going to be for you. Matthew Lakers drops in with the Super Chat, says the Jets rotate a ton on the defensive line. Doubling up at uh, 4 and 10 isn't all that crazy. KT and or Walker at 4 with Davis at 10. It's happening. I, I understand the thought process, but I think if Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, like the, here's how I feel on offensive line, defensive line. I think that Robert Sala is a good enough head coach, and I think Joe Douglas is a good enough GM 
where if they want if they are worth their salt they can develop these guys with later draft picks that's where the value of having joe douglas as an offensive line scout comes in i don't think you have to spend one in the first round i think you can absolutely develop guys a little bit later on Greenbean, how you feeling about that yeah, I totally hear what Matthew's saying. Um, you know, that D line. Now, I don't think that's likely. I think that you have to spread premium assets around uh, a little bit. And I think that we have enough spaces to use it when we have Quinn and Williams and we have Sheldon Rankins and we have JFM and all that. Now, could I, I was just talking in the chat with Gitmo Bob about this. Now, can I see them going edge? at four or 10 and then maybe a round or two later grabbing Boye Mafe or like just doubling up. I can totally see that. And maybe a, a fifth round defensive tackle or something like that. I can see that using both firsts on an edge and a DT. I, I find that hard to believe. It's a tough one to swallow. Agreed. Uh, M Kamal drops him with super chat says, am I the only jet fan that is happy with no trade for a wide receiver was made? Uh, let Joe Douglas draft some playmakers from the draft. I want to see Joe Douglas and the staff draft players. Well, I think Joe Douglas was definitely in on particular types of players. Like, I don't think he was in on Robert Woods the way maybe some of us wanted him to be in on because he wants the younger guys. He was in on Cooper. He was in on Ridley. Like, there were options available, and it just didn't work out. So am I upset that the Jets didn't trade for a wide receiver? I'm not all banged up about it. Look, I don't want to trade number 10 for DK and wind up giving him a monster contract when they think they could get a wide receiver, you know, in the second round. I, I've been saying if you're going to take a receiver at number 10 and you can get DK for number 10, then yeah, sure, go make that move. But uh, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not banged up that the Jets did not uh, make the trade uh, overall. Uh, let's see. Shavanshu, you're up next. Where'd you go? He says, don't want Jets to mess up at wide receiver. One injury, and Tariq Black is back. AFC is full of high-octane offenses. The only way to make sure Zach takes a step up is to give him top-tier wide receivers instead of Chad Hansen. I, look, I think there's absolutely the opportunity for Zach to step up with improved wide receivers. I think that is 100% a weapon. I think he could wind up taking another tight end, another receiver, another running back in this draft. It wouldn't shock me to see three more weapons added for Zach Wilson, and I think there's definitely... Mm. Um, I think we can surround Zach while also protecting the defense so he doesn't have to come back from behind. Like, we could run the ball more. We wanted to run more. We wanted to use the tight ends more. I don't think it has to be receiver when you're running two tight end sets because how many receivers right. are you going to have? We've, we've already got two plus Barrios coming back. You got three. We want to take one in the second. Like or first, you know, so where's the depth, right? Like, I don't know, Greenbean, how are you feeling about, uh, you know, the Jets messing up the wide receiver thing? Yeah, I think, uh, I think people, look, we're only going to keep five on or six. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. That's it. Like, you know, people like to think, oh, just stack wide receiver. Like, you only, on the 53-man roster, generally speaking, we have five wide receivers. So we already know three of them. Now, I happen to believe that Mims will get his way back, but I get it. People don't want to believe that, so I understand. So, And then you have um, you know, Jeff Smith in there, who I personally don't like all that much, but they do, so I would imagine he's going to be on the, on the team. But like, So if you bring in one guy, even without Mims, you're done. Like That's it. Now, you could have guys on the practice squad, but are you going to use a first-round pick or second-round pick 
uh, on a practice squad guy or, you know, like, and then you're doubling up and I, I don't know, it's using draft assets for guys that aren't going to contribute. And I think that you want to try to avoid that, especially up top of the draft. We have enough holes that we need to find people that are going to contribute to this team. Uh, not guys, you don't use your first and second round picks on guys that in three years you hope can contribute. Um, you know, that's that's for the mids and the later rounds. So I uh, I don't feel the urge that a lot of, I mean, I see it, people are freaking out. Like I've seen mocks this week, three wide receivers. And it's like, I don't know where they're all playing. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Now, Corey Davis probably won't be here. Like if he has another year, like last year, he's gone. They can get out of his contract. And I understand that too. If they're saying, Hey, insurance and all that, again, I don't see first round picks, second round picks as guys, you know, you take for insurance and all that. Um, and don't forget, there's always a, a draft next year in free agency. If things go wrong, you can fill it. I think one wide receiver in the draft and we're going to be fine. Muslim drops in with the super chat says you should see Daniel Jeremiah's latest draft. He has the same picks as Mel, but in reverse order. I got to say, I like both. So yeah, look sauce in London. I would be ecstatic if we had both those guys coming out of the first round. I do think edge rusher is such a big need. I'd be disappointed and they better love some edge rushers in the second round. Uh, otherwise I think this is a horrible misallocation of resources. Uh, Matt, how are you feeling about uh, going sauce and London without addressing edge rusher. I feel like it's a little bit more palatable flipped, but even still, like I would rather than trade off of like, if it was sauce or KT, I'm taking KT. Cause I think he's going to have more of an impact on what the jets are trying to do on defense. Again, not a, a knock on, um, Oh my God. Why did just blank on his name? Sauce, Sauce Gardner. He's my number one corner. He's my number one corner in this class, but I would rather take a number one or number two edge in this class over the number one corner. I think that's well put. Uh, Rick drops in with a good point, says, who covered Price in practice every day? Sauce Gardner. So maybe there's a situation, although we don't really know that. I guess it could have been Bryant <laughs> instead. Um, but uh, you know what? I Look, it's it's a good way to kind of think about that. Uh, let's see. I saw Michael Dubois. Where is it? Drops in with a super chat. Michael says, crazy to say we double dip at the end and wide receiver by pick 69. Yeah, we're not double dipping yeah. uh, in that capacity. I would be very, very surprised if the Jets wound up making that type of move. Uh, where did, what are we up to? Mumtaz? I think I'm somewhere. I'm losing my train of thought right now. Going crazy. Mm. Hold on. I'm going to pass that to you, Green Bean, so that way I can look for this other uh, super chat. How are you feeling about double dipping at edge and wide receiver? Yeah, again, I think that's a panic thing. We haven't seen, has Joe Douglas, I mean, last year he double dipped uh, at the back end of the draft, but up top, he we haven't seen him do stuff like that. So we're talking about using four of our first five picks on two positions. Yeah, I find that to yeah. be, yeah. I mean, look when you look at it, right? That's the math of it. <laughs> that's the math. Two positions with two with four top forty or top sixty nine picks. I I find that unlikely. Now, is it more likely that they double up on maybe one of those positions? Yes, but I still think that's uh, probably not going to happen as well. Like we could use an edge, a linebacker, a wide receiver. 
we we could use another tight end. We have uh, you know cornerback safety. We have. I mean, I know we signed Lamarcus Joyner and uh, Whitehead. I feel much better uh, about it than I did uh, before free agency. But I still don't believe that they're you know going into the season you know with Lamarcus Joyner as the only guy, and then a major drop off to Elijah Riley or 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 who a wild goose uh, after that. I think is uh, that would be an error. So um, I think that it's more likely to see those those more premium assets used a little bit spread around uh, than, you know, f- four picks on two players. Mumtaz drops in with the Super Chat. Mumtaz, thank you so much. He says, Matt misunderstood when I said Jordan Davis at 10. That was with the assumption that we get defensive end at four. Uh, if we need to win with four guys up front, we have poor quality there with Rankins ranked 98th by Pro Football Focus, that hurts the linebackers. I've heard a lot of people say this, and Joe Blewett actually echoed it, as far as getting a defensive tackle in the uh, early stages of this draft. I don't think it's necessarily at 10. I don't think he would be opposed to it, but I think somewhere in like the top three rounds. Matt, your thoughts on you know getting the edge rusher and then Jordan Davis? Um, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, I think the earliest I would go defensive tackle is the third round um i still like rankins i think he's okay um he's more of a pass rusher than he is a run stopper but i i don't i think the linebackers are the bigger need i guess i'll word it that way than getting another interior defensive lineman so uh i think third is the earliest that i would go and uh unfortunately guys this is gonna have to be it for me because i have to go write a post game now because i work three jobs and I hate my life apparently oh no <laughs> matt anything else you want to plug for us here um, no, I love it. I am so, so excited for the NFL draft coming up in a few weeks. And the list of guests we're going to have on here is insane. Like we had a meeting, what was it a day or two days ago? And we kind of mm-hmm. just like went over our entire plan. I, mm-hmm. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. I can't wait. Dude, I yeah. cannot wait. Matt, it's been a lot of fun. I Do I have, oh, I don't have the chicken. I got to get the chicken. So when you dip out, I got to shoot the chicken yeah. across the screen. Only, right, only a few more weeks of this. Only a few more weeks of this, and then I'm back. I can't wait to get you back. See you guys. Matt, thank you so much. Later, Matt. Take it easy. All right, let's see if I can. Oh, see, this is me talking about O'Leary. Let's see if I can assign. Bam. There we go. Let's let's, let's change this so we get a little bit of GB. No, I'll be be Matt O'Leary tonight. No, we got got you. We got you. We got you. I'm leaving the heart because I I left the heart with Blewett the other night. Uh, All right. See, look look at you. You looking all... Nicey, nice. Um, mm. All right, how do I how do I get rid of this thing? Come on. Sorry, sorry. Didn't plan for this. Um, all right, Joe Payne drops in with super chat. Thank you, Joe. He says, "LOL, nice play, boys." JD will uh, could shock us, but not likely. I think we have a pretty decent idea of where people may go. Um, I don't know. I I think I think we understand. Would you say Green Bean? We have a pretty decent idea of like the draft needs and where we think Douglas may pull uh, certain things. Yeah, but again, like, look, dude, look what he did to us last year. Like, you know, we thought we had a pretty good handle on things. You know, we we really did. And I'm telling you, from the even the second round pick, I did not see Elijah Moore coming no, as our not. second round pick. Now. The trade up was surprising, although I knew they could. I didn't think they'd trade up that high, like 23 to 14. 
but mm -hmm. I knew that they, I had a very strong feeling that they were going to want an interior defensive lineman. Uh, I thought it might be Creed Humphrey up there. Like if we waited to 23, I thought it was going to be Creed. Uh, I lo obviously loved AVT as well. But after that, man, from Elijah Moore in the second round, I was, um, uh, you know, a bit taken aback. I was like, holy shit, like, look at that. And then Michael Carter, you know, we had no third round pick. So we waited from the beginning of the second all the way to the fourth round. And we took a running back. I was surprised by that. Then Pinnock, Carter, uh, Sherwood. It was just, I, I couldn't believe I didn't, I was, I was blown away the whole time. So I think Joe Douglas has a really good way of doing his own research and his, he trusts his own scouting department and they could care less what any Mel Kuyper or McShay or any of these guys, whatever they're saying, they don't know shit about Joe Douglas. You know, we hear all the time, Daniel Jeremiah uh, knows Joe Douglas. Well, Daniel Jeremiah hasn't gotten it right, at least from what he didn't pick Jamie and Sherwood. He didn't tell us that J Joe Douglas was picking, you know, Sherwood or Hamza Nazrul Dean or Jonathan Marshall. None of those guys. So I think um, we have a good idea of what our needs are. That doesn't mean that Joe Douglas is going to go that way, though. A hundred percent. Roger drops hmm. in with a super chat. Five dollars uh, does not have a question, but thank you all the same, Roger. Much appreciated. Shavanshu drops in with a super chat, says, afraid a second round receiver might be the least of the top tier prospects. Zach needs to win games with his arm and put up legit numbers, not the defense carrying the team so that we real uh, so we have real hope. Hashtag 2019 Sam. Look, I understand that we brought in the tight ends. We have the running back. I think there's other ways to get the ball down the field instead of having to, you know, overly invest in wide receiver. But look, I look, if they take a wide receiver at the top of the first round, I'm not going to have any issue with it. Cause I do think, you know, we have to see what we have in Zach Wilson. If you think that's what you need to, to get a fair evaluation on him, I'm all for it. Greenman, how you feel about Shavanshu's uh, thoughts about afraid of going wide receiver in the second round? Well, this is lima bean, right? This is lima bean, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. So, hello, Absolutely. lima bean. Uh, he says he's afraid to take a second-round wide receiver, um, be the least of the top. Well, no, I don't. I don't think that's accurate. If you now look, there there are people that express to me all the time that the Jets' luck with second-round picks has been abysmal over the years, and it's true. It's almost like a curse. So I could see. That being a concern, but it really doesn't pertain to anything. That's just kind of in the you know the atmosphere and everything. It's not real. I think Elijah Moore was really a good second-round wide receiver. If he can stay healthy, which I don't know if he can, but if he can, that's a number one wide receiver talent there. That guy is friggin' good. So if we have him uh, going around now, I don't think that it's like it's not all about first-round picks. When you look at guys like Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf, Every year, there are tons of guys in the second, third, and even fourth round that end up being the best of their group in the NFL. It happens with cornerbacks. It happens all over the place. So I think it's all about looking for guys that you cannot replicate later in the draft. The, so that's why I like Hamilton so much. That's why I think we got to go edge. The top end of the edge class is different than the rest of the edge class. You're not going to be able to get those edge rushers uh, you know, in the second and third round. So when you look at wide receiver, especially in this draft, I'm telling you, Garrett Wilson, if he's the top wide receiver, he's wide receiver five, four at 
best in last year's draft. So he's four or five at best. We're talking about a guy in the second round, and we're talking about taking him at 10 because he's the best in this class. That's fine. But you got to remember, you can just because he's the best in this class doesn't mean he's going to translate to the NFL. Like last year, again, he would have been the fifth wide receiver off the board for a reason. It's not saying he's not good and all that, but we want to, the wide receivers, I think, are more compressed in as a talent group. And you're going to be able to get very similar talent in the second and maybe even the third that you can in the first with this particular wide receiver class. There's nobody like really standing out. So I think it's fine to wait till the second round for a wide receiver in particular, where I don't think that for edge. Mudviles, multivitamins, drops in with the Super Chat, says, dude, you catch Willis's pro day, think he could go second overall. That's what we were talking about. I think Greenbean was saying it, I don't know, if was it on this stream or was it on your stream? Dude, I don't remember what it was. I've been but saying that been saying for it. weeks. He's right? been saying Willis at number two because the Lions did not play Willis a whole lot in the Senior Bowl. They protected him a lot. They're they're they know they're not going to get him at 32. There's a lot of teams looking to come up and get him. Willis at two, I think, makes a, a whole lot of sense. I th so Mutt Files, I think Greenbean and I are both on the same wavelength with you. It could absolutely happen. Uh, the Kitty Assassin drops him in the super chat. And guys, I'll uh, Kitty Assassin, Chair Run, Roger, uh, Shavanshu, and Scuttlebutt. You guys are the next or Scuttlebuttle. You guys are the next uh, few super chats up. So just hang tight. We're just uh, blowing through some of these. He says, Kyle Hamilton is a McCagnon pick. Great athlete with insane upside, but for the love of all that is effing holy, we cannot take a safety inside the top 10. Greenbean, I know you want to respond to that. Uh, well, yeah, look, I think, again, it's going to dovetail with what I just said. It's not that... I, I want a safety so bad or anything like that. It's like when you look at the top five, you want to come out of the top five with a top five player. If you're in the top 10, you want to come out of the top 10 with a top 10 player. It's, it's not every year that you get up there and hopefully we're not there up in that top five range uh, very much longer, right? We don't want to be up there. So this is an opportunity to get a top five player. Mm -hmm. If you're not getting Aiden Hutchinson, Thibodeau, I know you don't like Thibodeau, but you know what I mean? Same point. If you didn't, I, I like the talent of Thibodeau. I don't yeah. love the the mindset. It's the it's the whole mindset yeah. of it. And I I don't want it to sound like I'm backtracking because I like the talent. I see it's there. I just <laughs> don't, I, I, there's a lot of other guys I like more than him. Totally, and I understand that. I really do. I I just like you know I totally get what you're saying with with Thibodeau. And and if the Jets feel anything similar, they're not going to waste a top five pick on him, man. They're not going to deal with it. Um, but so anyway, that's where Kyle Hamilton falls for me. Like as much as I like, I like about five or six safeties in this class a lot, but none of them have the athletic upside and the football player mentality. He's got everything. The big knock on him is that he's, uh, he takes bad angles. And and he's been able to do that and get away with it because he's you know he's so much more athletic than everybody on the field, dude. That's the easy. That's such an easy thing um, to work on him with. Like he's got everything else. So I don't think you can replicate that later. And that's why I'm such a such a Hamilton fan. And I think he would be amazing in our defense. Like if we came out of this first round with an edge rusher and a guy who can cover the entire backfield of the defense while Whitehead is smashing tight ends and running backs, like, dude, picks, interceptions, it'd be amazing. I would, that's exciting to me. Uh, Cheron drops in with Super Chat, says, if Thibodeau, Hutch, Walker go one, two, three, who do we take? It's Johnson. 
I'm sorry, I'm taking the edge rusher. Uh, I don't think there's anyone else there that I would want. I mean, because then, then you don't, you, you can't run the risk of going edge rusher at 10 because the top three have gone. I'm taking Johnson or Karloftis. No questions asked right there. I think that's a pretty easy one for me. Roger drops in with a super chat. Again, no question. I'm sorry. I wish I knew that a little earlier so that way I could try to find it. Um, I apologize. Uh, Shavanchu drops in with a super chat somewhere. Hold on. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Um, I definitely missed it. Greenbean, uh, your thoughts on... Uh, where was I? Hold on. I'm all over the place right now. Walker, 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 Shivanchu, if Davis, that's what I'm looking for. Bam, Shivanchu. Uh, he says, if Davis or more go down, would you feel comfy with a raw rookie wide receiver? Hence why I'm hesitant to wait too long to draft a wide receiver. Want the best one. I think you lean heavily on your running back and tight ends at that point. Greenbean, mm -hmm. how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, we're the everybody likes to use the Bengals, right? Um, as like a big, you know, look what the Bengals learn from the Bengals, like you know, go offense, go off, go skill positions. You think they were hesitant to to rely on T. Higgins two years ago and Jamar Chase last year? Did were the Vikings hesitant to rely on Justin Jefferson, or you know, uh, you know, and look Washington with Terry McLaurin or or the Seattle with DK Metcalf, uh, the Saints with Michael Thomas, like. Taking as long as like last year, we, we, we made a choice to start so many rookies, right? Like last year was the experiment. The we're, we're going to sacrifice this year to develop all these guys at the same time. We know we're going to look ugly. We know we're going to be sloppy, but we're going to do it. Now we have, those guys are now vets. Now they're young vets, but all those guys know the system. All those guys are considered uh, veterans, uh, at, you know, on the bottom end of veterans. So bringing in one wide receiver to go with Corey Davis and Elijah Moore and Braxton Berrio, the, the, the rest of the room are vets. Our two tight ends are vets. Tevin Coleman's a vet. Michael Carter's a second-year player. Zach Wilson's a second-year player. Our offensive line are all, are all vets now, even AVT. So it's like bringing one wide receiver into the mix doesn't spook me uh, as much as maybe somebody else. You just... Bring him in, bring him up slowly, and use him in very deliberate ways, and uh, and I think we're going to be fine. And I think, again, I know people like this wide receiver class. I like this wide receiver class, but again, there's no Jamar Chase in it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's no Jamar Chase. There's no Justin Jefferson. There's no CeeDee Lamb. And now, it doesn't mean they're not good, but again, they're they're very tightly, um, you know, talent-wise, they're, they're, they're tight together they're all very similar we saw it in the combine really fast guys and very athletic but you can get a similar player in the second round that you can in the first round now if, if you're like joe douglas he saw avt last year as light years the only guard i want from this draft class then if if drake london's your guy garrett wilson's your guy then it's fine go ahead and do it that said i don't think i'd have the same concern as a lot of other people that second round wide receivers are concerning Scuttlebutt drops in with Super Chat. He says, uh, let's see, Asman hearing the Jets are looking for a number one in 2023 with their number 10 pick. Thoughts? I think there's a better shot at this point right now with trading down from number four because of the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Seahawks sitting in the top 10 than it is at number 10 with the Commanders sitting at number 11 after having just traded for Carson Wentz. So I think the Steelers coming up from number uh, 20 
is what I've heard. There's a lot of smoke around this from what I'm hearing from, from again, a source that I need to vet. This is my year of vetting. I'm not exactly sure, but it sounds like the Steelers are trying to come up for, for Willis. And, uh, yeah, look, I, I think we're trying to get a 2023 first. If it happens at 10, great, but I don't think it's 10. I think it's at four. Green Bean, your thoughts. Yeah. Well, I like it. You know, look, I mean, it's it's a tough thing, right? It's like, you know, we want to actually be able to grab our own freaks, right? I've said it that way uh, many times. Like, you want to have as many of those freak guys, freak athletes, guys that dominate the game. You want as many of them as you can collect on your team. And up in the top five and top ten is you have a better chance of finding those guys. So I do want to use those picks. That said, if somebody is going to give you an extra first the next year and another second in this draft, or like if it's the Steelers, 4-20, to we're going to get a haul. There's no way Joe Douglas is walking out of that without, like I think you said it earlier, a first, second, third, first, second kind of a thing next year. And if they offer that, dude, that's you you yeah you take it because you know you're that'll be three years in a row with multiple firsts that's how you build a dynasty man that's how dallas did it that's how it goes yeah look if the if the steelers are wanting to come up and they want hey we're going to give you one two three this year and we're going to give you two three next year i'd probably do that if they say one two three this year and i say no no no, i want a first next year too you're coming up and get your quarterback i'll kick back the three this year for one three next year like I want one, two, one, three. Then, right? I, I gotta yeah, get a first. Yeah, it's gotta be a first. Gotta, gotta get a first. Now it's the Steelers too, and the Steelers first. I mean, they've had a, a little bit more of a rough go recently uh, than usually, but the Steelers, you have to, you have to look at their history and just you got to assume that that pick's going to be in the second half of the first round. It's not going to be a top ten mm-hmm. pick, so you have to factor that in to any value that that you're going to think you're getting out of it. That said, I'm with you, man. You got to get a first, especially going back 16 spots from top five to the, the end of the top 20. That is a huge jump. And you got to You got to pay a premium on this. And that's the kind of trades. Like when somebody wants a quarterback and they're, and they're driven to get a quarterback, that's when they overpay. And you got to squeeze that lemon, man. Get the like first, second, third, make some second, lemonade. third. That's right, making lemonade, and then you you get them to throw on the extra fourth, and maybe a player, and you just you get whatever they're willing to give, and you let you you let them know, hey man, I actually got another offer to only go back to seven or you know or twelve. I don't know if I want to go back. And wait, I'll throw in another third. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. You got to get him to do that. And I think Joe Douglas, if we've learned anything about this guy. Is that's where he excels. 100%. Josh drops in the super chat, says, in my opinion, sauce at four, edge at 10, and double dip at wide receiver in the second. Look, I, I really don't want to endorse double dipping at wide receiver in the second. I think I would be fine with sauce at four, edge at 10. I think there's a better chance of getting sauce at 10 if he falls to four, um, and then just pick your pick of the litter of edge at four. That's kind of where I would be uh would prefer and then Greenbean and I are both on the same page in terms of wide receiver in the second round just maybe not double dipping uh knob craft drops in the super chat says they hate zach because he's a goddamn dreamboat Greenbean, how yeah lovely is mr three car garage that's right everybody hates the good looking kid that's what it is you know damn well when you walk in the room with zach wilson you are not the best looking dude in the room and people hate that shit man and that's what it is 
And he's just a guy. He just keeps you quietly, just keeps moving forward, just keeps working, just keeps showing up. And everybody wants to hate him. He's I, I bet his whole life he's used to crushing the haters, man. But that's what it is. I'm I agree with Knobcraft. That's the issue. Everybody's yeah. jealous, Knobcraft. Yeah, dude. Hey, look, if there was a quarterback <laughs> that you could have leading our team right now, look, maybe Zach Wilson doesn't work out, but the metrics, the speed of his release, the strength of his arm, the maneuverability in the pocket. This is the quarterback to compete in the AFC right now with a loaded quarterback like like team. Like you're talking Josh Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes, Jackson, Watson. Like this is a beefy, beefy AFC class. And Wilson, Zach Wilson, is a hundred percent the quarterback that you want to have going into this type of conference than, you know, any other quarterback. You know, you don't want Sam going into this. Zach is the guy if he can put it all together. It's just a matter of if he can. Uh, let's see. We got Shavanchu, AKA Lima bean dropping in with a super chat. He says Rex lost his pants thinking Stingley and defensive tackle in the first. I didn't see that, but I would be so upset. And Rex is totally off his friggin' rocker. Uh, family man drops in with super chat says, I want wide receivers, Drake London, Eric Yuzakanama, and tight end Jelani Woods. Zach Wilson succeeded with all uh, with tall targets at BYU. Give him a basketball team out there. Play to the strength of your quarterback, not your scheme. I do think Drake London is closer to the Mike Williams mold that the Jets were apparently rumored to be targeting in free agency uh, than um, you know some of the other wide receivers. So Greenbean, I'm going to throw this to you, and then I got to take a leak because I drank way too many truly lemon iced tea. So I will be right back. Yeah, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to talk to a family man. As you know, I'm a family man, man. That's how we're going to get into it. Uh, look, I think, uh, look, when we look at Joe Douglas up until the last draft, every receiver that Joe Douglas brought in was 6'2 and above. Every single one from undrafted free agents to draft picks uh, to free agent signings, whatever it was, everybody was 6'2 and above. So he understands that the you know the wider target, um, the being able to high point the ball, all that sort of stuff. There's value there. Now, interestingly, the guys that Mike Lafleur is looking for, uh, you know, the the really precise route running, they they tend to be guys that don't necessarily have the same height advantage, and a la Elijah Moore, right? And that's that's what we saw there. And they also love Braxton Berrios. See, they happen to be guys that fit their mold a little bit better. So I honestly don't know. This is going to be an interesting year to tell us which way they're going. Did they draft Elijah Moore just because that was the piece missing in their wide receiver group? Or are they going more in that direction? And a guy like Garrett Wilson is somebody that they covet. I happen to love uh, big wide receivers. I like my wide receivers when they can out jump you. They can outfight you. They don't like to go down at the first sign of contact. And that when it's not them getting the ball, they like to crush a cornerback or a safety. They're blockers. I, I love that sort of stuff. That's what we had with Keyshawn. And even though Krebet was really small, he was another ferocious blocker. Guys like Anquan Bolden. Uh, we had that with um, with Braylon Edwards was an excellent blocker, man. He took it personally. And that's why that's one of the reasons I like Mims. Mims is, an, is known as an as a very, very strong blocker. Um, so I like that. Now, again, I don't really know which direction 
that the Jets are going to go. This is going to be very telling. I hear that they like Drake London, and on and on other side, I I hear that they you know that they want a small, shifty, you know, precise route runner type of guy. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, that said, I really don't think they're going to go wide receiver. Now, I wouldn't be unhappy with it or anything like that. I just think that they're going to wait to the second and grab a wide receiver. It would be the third year in a row that Joe Douglas took a wide receiver in the second round. Again, we have two years in a row. We took a running back in the fourth round. So I think we're we're starting to see some patterns that might hold up, and I think that'll be interesting. That said, I love Jelani Woods. I'm in Charlottesville, baby. That's where that's where Jelani Woods played last year. So UVA, I'm all about the UVA players. I love Bryce Hall. I love Tony Poljan last year, the big six foot seven tight end. Uh, I would love it if they if they grab Jelani Woods in the fifth maybe the fourth i think he'll be there still so that'd be a great get so i don't know i think it's beneficial for zach but you know what else is beneficial the wide receiver getting open 100 percent of the time that also helps him michael rodriguez drops him in the super chat dude i can't tell you how great that felt i must have dropped two liters of fucking urine right then sorry <laughs> for, for you know it's so funny oh i talked I so it. much ryan i talked so much that it, it it felt like you came back in three seconds to me <laughs> oh, thank God. That worked like out already. Perfectly. Michael yeah. drops in the super chat says Pickens in the second, a five-star recruit projected number one wide receiver for this draft before the injury serves pancakes like Prince. Dude, I think that Pickens in the second is a home run of a pick. Like as much as a lot of people want Christian Watson, look, I'd be good with either one. I think Christian Watson, there's a lot of attractive upside. You saw him at the senior bowl. You were able to work with him. George Pickens did it in the SEC, and he did it in an aggressive way. Like, this dude was throwing blockers around. He's, like, squirting people with a water bottle. Like, there's definitely, like, things that you don't love to see, but I think there's certain personalities. Like, this isn't an off-the-field issue. This is, like, I'm way too overly aggressive on the field. Um, So I like it. I like Pickens a lot. Uh, Greenbean, your thoughts yeah. on Pickens? I love him, man. He's my he's my gem. You know, I look, I was just talking in the in the chat with Braden Bethwaite, and he likes Christian Watson. He fits a lot. You know, he he checks a lot of boxes, and I agree. Uh the the problem with Watson is that he didn't play any real competition. So, you know, look, guys can look really good when they're playing against guys that can't hang. And they it's a lot of time if they as soon as they play somebody that can hang with them, they don't look as good anymore. And that's the real issue with Christian Watson. That said, Pickens is a stud muffin. He's one of my favorite players in the entire draft. And that, to me, like if they were able to use that 10 pick on a on a Nicobe Dean or a Devin Lloyd after getting an edge rusher or a Kyle Hamilton, and then we get Pickens in the second, mm -hmm. to me... That's best case scenario because you're more than likely going to have a major drop off in the edge department and the linebacker department uh, and the head safety department. But I don't think the drop off is as severe if you can grab a Pickens. Dude, if we can trade out of four, get the edge at 10 and we're down at 20 and Dean is there and then we get Pickens in the second round, I'm going to be running around this goddamn room <laughs> freaking the hell out. I would lose my cool. Uh, Benji Unger yeah. drops him with Super Chat. Benji says, JD is building our team like the Chiefs, not the Bengals. He believes more is our hill and will build complimentary players around him and tight ends like Kelsey. I like it. I think Elijah Moore 100% could be a number one wide receiver. I think it's the complimentary piece that could be replacing Corey Davis because Corey Davis could be cut 
after this year. Green Bean, your thoughts? Uh, the Chiefs, yeah, I think that we've talked about that before, uh, Benji. It's uh, you know Elijah Moore is has you know is not the same player, but he has very similar capability as a Tariq Hill. That same type of impact I think he could have if we use him properly, which is one of the things like, you know, look, they're trying to get more outside as well as in the slot. So that, again, they used last year to kind of, you know, try a lot of things and explore a lot of things and, and teach guys a lot of things. And we were here watching losses. So it was frustrating, mm -hmm. but I think at the same time, last year was very beneficial to kind of get these guys into a lot of places where maybe they weren't used to being, and, you know, especially learning the systems and the offensive defense mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But I think modeling after the chiefs would be uh, one of the smartest things you can do. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're about as dynamic of a team as you can find, you know, sure, somebody beats them here and there, but they dominate uh, all year. And obviously they've been to two Super Bowls in recent memory, winning one. So uh, there's a lot to be said for winning the Super Bowl. And uh, yeah, I would like uh, to end up having an offense that looks something like the Chiefs for sure. Elijah Moore at the front of that. Yeah, 100 percent. It's copycat league. Uh, Mark Orlando drops in with a super chat. Uh, let's go real quick. So we got Mark Orlando, Michael Dubois. Tony Scaro, K Delgado, and Y Tigo. You guys are the next super chats up on the board. Mark Orlando says you can make the same case for Salah finding an edge and developing him. At least with this edge class, I'm totally good with a combination of edge sauce London with four and ten. London is a beast. I think you can make an argument for sure, but I do think edge is very tough to get outside of the top end of the first round. So I think that's where I think a lot of us are probably pushing our chips into the center. Um, but I do agree. I think if you're looking for depth at the position, like I don't want to double dip at edge because I think, and especially with defensive tackle too, because I don't see defensive tackle as like a very huge need, but I think there is absolutely some truth to be told with Douglas developing offensive linemen later in the draft and Salah developing defensive tackles, defensive uh, edges later in the draft as well. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on developing some players outside of, uh, you know, maybe just the top 10? Uh, well, that's the whole thing, right? It's like, it's being able to use, um, you know, being able to use the entire draft, you know, look, we've had situations where Rex Ryan used a sixth round pick to make his son's friend, Taj Boyd feel good. Mm -hmm. Like we, I mean, we ended up cutting him before the season. He just wanted to give him that experience of having his name called. And that was a throwaway. We have taken, uh, Scotty McKnight to, because he was best friends with Mark Sanchez. We had, you know, it's like we have thrown our late round picks away as if they had no value. Joe Douglas, on the other hand, finds starters back there or at minimum contributors and then developmental guys. That's the let me tell you, one of the most fun things to me is, you know, analyzing as best I can and really digging into the back end of the draft, trying to predict that. Who are these guys? Which guys are going to be gems, diamonds in the rough? That's the most fun I have with this. That's where I like to really focus on eh, the top end. Everybody's talking about the two picks and that's fine. But it's like second round, third round, ooh, the fourth round. It starts to get wacky and muddy. And being able to identify and find a few players like that, that's one of the thrills that I have with doing this. And we have a general manager that's the same thing. Dude, if we have a, an actual developmental process here, that's going to change everything. Because then when your free agents are ready to go make money, 
you already have their replacement in-house. They know the system. You know exactly what they're going to offer you. You let the go guy get, you know, the guy go get paid $15 million a year. You put in the last year's fifth round pick. And then we get a comp pick. That's that's what you got to do. You got to get on that side of things. We've been playing from underneath, from behind for years, scrambling around, trying to sign all the big names in free agency. We never get comp picks. Our draft picks suck because we're using them on Scotty McKnight and Taj Boyd. You know, so, yeah, I think development is the is the thing that changes. Uh, that's the separator between good teams and great teams, in my opinion. Michael DeVoy drops in with a super chat. Thank you, brother. He says, offense would be potent with London and Wilson, London or Wilson, at 10, and then Pickens or Dotson at 38. Zach needs talent, realizing his ceiling. Davis is gone after 2022 anyway. I understand that, but we're still trying to only have, like, two wide receivers on the field and still run heavy sets. Uh, Green Bean, any thoughts on double dipping at wide receiver? Yeah, again, I, I I don't see the need for it. Um, I think we have a lot of holes and wide receiver, while it's not necessarily a strength for us yet, like everybody wants that number one wide receiver. And and so do I, you know, so do I, uh, but uh, double dipping removes the, the ability to get, you know, impact players or guys, you know, that you can have around for a minute at other positions. Like, you know, look, we had the 32nd ranked defense and our offense wasn't much better. And uh, you know, we need to spread some of this around and get key guys um, in, in positions, you know, so double dipping at wide receiver, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset by it or anything, but I don't, I don't see it. I don't think we're taking a first round wide receiver and I don't think we're double dipping at wide receiver. I'm sorry to say that to all the guys who want that, but that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. I don't see double dipping at wide receiver this year either. Uh, Tony drops with super chat. Tony says, I would like to see number four, Thibodeau, Johnson, Walker, number 10, Wilson, London. Number 35, Christian Watson. 38, Travis Jones. Uh, 65, Lewis Seen. I don't think Jones is there at 38. I don't think Seen is there at 65. Um, but yeah, look, I like edge rusher and receiver in the first round. I don't. I wouldn't be upset with that. Green Bean, your thoughts? I'm sorry, I missed that one. Well, well, let me let me look at it. Uh, I would like to see for that one: Thibodeau, Johnson, Walker, London, Wilson, London, Chris Watson, Travis Jones, or Lewis Seen. Um, yeah, I love Lewis scene, by the way. Now I agree with you though. I don't think he's going to be there in the third. I think he's a second round safety all day. That that's what I think you'd be, um, really fortunate. And if he's there in the third round, if you didn't address safety yet, like that has to be the pick in my opinion. 100%. Um, yeah, like look at that at four, he's got edge rusher, right? So, you know, Tony, I'm, I'm, I'm in a hundred percent agreement. I think if we don't trade out for a hall, which I think is possible. If we don't, in my opinion, it has 99% has to be an edge rusher. If not edge, because the guys you hold in the top five range are gone, it has to be Kyle Hamilton from my perspective. That's me. That's just me. And then 10 has to be an edge rusher. Like you gotta do it. You gotta get a top 10 edge rusher out of this class, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. You got to get the edge. The edge is absolutely the first most. And Tony, I agree. Edge rusher, four. I, I'll take receiver at 10. I don't want to double dip. I think there's more important positions. At, but I love seeing and I love Jones. It's just not in that necessarily uh, in that order. Uh, Carlos Del... Or Carlos, sorry, Delgado. I think it, maybe it is Carlos. I don't know, but that's a K. K Delgado. Man, I've been drinking way too much. Uh, says, Jets love Bo Melton. They'll take him <laughs> in the fourth. 
Uh, my understanding is Bo Melton, uh, or no, I'm thinking of Menchie. What type of receiver is Bo Melton? I don't actually have any, any idea. He's a, he's a shifty guy. Let me, let me just double check. Hold on. Is that him and or I is keep that Melton? Me- I keep, I keep, I keep meaning Mechie, I keep... to look in Mechie's like, you know, Mechie, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's not super small or anything, but he's a six really foot, precise route runner. Yeah. He's six yeah. foot. Even he's under 200. Let me, let me look Bo Melton. I keep meaning to look into him and I, and I got to admit, I haven't really yet. Let me see where are they, let me see where he I've is. I've had a Where's hard time f- looking at receiver outside of the top two rounds. Cause that, that's like where I think we definitely have to take one. So any receivers outside of that, I've kind of, I don't want to say I've forgotten about, but I haven't really done a ton of research because I don't want to go that route. Yeah, see, and I, like I was just saying, like I really like to do that. This has been a rough, it's been a rough month. You know, for, I've been just all over the place. I haven't had the same time that I've been able to dedicate uh, as usual. But uh, yeah, Bo Melton is a guy. I mean, look, he's a Rutgers guy. I always like to take some time and dig into the Rutgers group a little bit. You know, I think uh, it's like you know, it's like our little brothers, so to speak. So I always like. Uh, when you can have some Rutgers guys, but I haven't spent too much time in Bo Melton. I did during the senior bowl, but nothing. Yeah, so he's 5'11, 190, uh, Bo Melton. He's even he's smaller than Mechie. And uh he did okay in the senior bowl. He had some good returns as well. He played the return man uh for us in the senior bowl. Um, but again, I don't think you know, he's somebody that you want to use, you know, a, a you know, a, a top three round pick on, but later in the draft, sure. He seems to fit Why? the mold, Ryan. You know, yeah, good route runner. I, I feel you. I feel you. Why Tigo drops in with a super chat. He says, I don't think our wide receiver room is as bad as everyone thinks. Bring back Keelan Cole. Take a wide receiver at 10 and we'll be just fine. Not another player at 10 I would feel would be a good value pick. Linebacker maybe, but the round two linebackers are good. Yeah, look, I'm kind of that way with wide receiver and linebacker. Like, I think I would go both in the in a, in a trade down or in a second round capacity. Like edge rusher at four. If you trade down, you get to twenty. I think that's the sweet spot for Nakobe Dean just before the Patriots, just before like some of the other like early twenties picks. Um, but yeah, I, look, I, I like Keelan Cole. I would have no problem bringing him back. I think he is very much a glue guy, and he is a a. Uh, I, I I like the Keelan Cole. I was I was pumped when we dra- when we signed him last year. Um, I don't think we necessarily have to bring him back, but wouldn't mind it. Greenbean, your thoughts? You know, it's an interesting thing with with Keelan Cole. Um, you know, we were talking about this in my in my Patreon group a little bit, and there's a few guys in there that just love him. You know, they they want to bring him back, and I don't dislike him, um, but I expected more when when some guys were injured. And he was kind of forced to play, uh, you know, a little bit more up top, you know, starter. He was on. He was a, a complete ghost. He was unable to get open. So I'm concerned about that. Now bringing him in as the wide receiver five, you know, that's a very good wide receiver five. And like you just said, Ryan, he's got a lot of team benefit, morale, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Everybody loves him. He's the guy, you know, you know, speaking in the locker room and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that's. That's a good guy to keep around. I really wanted uh, to entertain bringing Crowder back. Uh, if we were going to choose one of our two guys, I would have hoped it's Crowder. As we know, Crowder is a is a piece of garbage now because he's on the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. It's funny, Ryan. I got into this whole thing on Twitter. I, I made a joke, said, all right, three, two, one, Crowder sucks. And, yeah, and people are like, you're an asshole. It's dude, like, you've been saying dude, it every time. As soon as this guy leaves the team, you were like, yo, Sam sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, oh, I love Sam. I love Sam. Oh, he's traded to Carolina. 
Bye bye. That's You're right. Out of here. Did we forget what being fans is? Like now it's all fanatics. this internet. Like when I had it's short for fanatics. Right. It's fanatics. Like, dude, one of the best things to do. I had friends who were Steelers fans, Miami's fan, all that shit. Like we busted each other's balls. That's what we did. I rooted against them. That's what I did. I would say, ha ha, you suck. Like, that's the way it went. And sorry for me is that I was usually on the losing end of that because of the team I root for. But that's what being a fan is. I don't hate Jamison Crowder, the man. He was great for us. He was a great team player. He's a Buffalo Bill. He's a division rival. And this is the thing I'll say to people. I hate him now. You're going to just wait until he scores his first touchdown on us. And then you're going to hate him too. Trust me. You want to wait? Go ahead. Wait. I don't like to wait. He's a bill. Screw him. I absolutely love it. Green bean. Uh, Andrew Yale <laughs> drops in with a super chat. He says that's on third down that you're using way too many abbreviations here. Oof, words are hard. Sorry. Yale. You clearly didn't go to Yale. He says, <laughs> That's on TRD, DWN, FRM. I'm sorry. That's on third down from, I I don't know. But Greeby, what the hell does this say? I need a translator. This on third down, third down. (laughs) That's what I'm looking at. Thoughts? All right, all right. Yeah, all right, KK. I got got to get my son in here. Can can you read this? Come here. This is a chat thing. He's young. So here we go. (laughs) What does this say? From Andrew Yale. Not that. This. <laughs> Don't hurt his head. That's on third down. No, he doesn't know. All right. No, that's Get third out of down from 10 linebacker, then back and first four wide. I don't even know. Yeah, man. you know. All right, I got that's it, but I he translated it for me. That was good. Thoughts on a trade down oh, from 10 for a linebacker. Hell. And then back in the first for a wide receiver. I know, and he's probably on his phone. What is that? What the? He's on his phone. (laughs) uh, uh, What kind of? He's on his phone. Don't worry, Andrew. Andrew, it's not you. It's us, buddy. It's definitely us. Um, We're too old. So clearly, he's a lot younger than us. Yes, clearly. Thoughts on trade down? His logo doesn't look quite as, or his 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 profile picture looks like he might be around my age or so. Yeah, oh, he sorry, does. But the, the, not the words are... Oh, yeah. Thoughts on a trade down from 10 for a linebacker and then back into the first for a wide receiver? Yeah. Well, hey, man, it, it would be good as long as we come out on top. Like, you don't want to do like what Mike McCagnan did. He traded back three times in the fourth, and all he got was 15 spots in the fifth. That's all he ended up getting with three trade downs. He moved up 15 spots in the fifth. What the hell is it? What is this? So we don't want to just move for moving sake. If it's beneficial, if you can come out of that with an extra player, um, you know, because of the trade down and everything, and then you trade back up, but you you end up getting three first round picks and you didn't lose any picks. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, and it all depends on the players. Like last year, the Jets were, they, they came out of there thinking we got three first round picks. We got Zach Wilson, ABT, and Elijah Moore, three first round picks. If they feel like that, I'm in. Uh, all right. We got team killer dropping in the super chat. He says $2 for taco Tuesday. Thank you. Team killer means a lot. Love me some tacos. Joe Payne drops in the super chat says, would you rather have signed an Amari Cooper and not CJ and Conklin? Remember tight end is a quarterback's best friend in Joe Douglas. We trust coaching staff needs to do a better job. Jet up or it needs to do better. Uh, jet up. 
Look, I have no problem going after Amari Cooper. I just thought it was a really worthwhile gamble to use a late round pick on him uh, in the wide receiver room. And then maybe you just kind of punt on him after this year and you kind of sacrifice a fifth round pick to get him. But look, I have no problem with the Jets holding onto their draft picks and going after senior role players because that's a, exactly what I think they do. If they trade down, they're going to target senior bowl players. I bet we get at least four out of this draft, at least four. Yeah. Well, do I think, do I think, I know I got to stop looking at the chat so much. I, I, I get in there and then I got to come. Um, so would you rather have signed at Cooper? No, I look, I, I want to make everybody clear on this. I would have liked to come away with Amari Cooper, but I always knew that, that there was going to have to be some renegotiating of the contract. Joe Douglas isn't going to pay $20 million for a wide receiver where we are right now. I just find that difficult to believe. So I think going and getting two tight ends that together had what a hundred catches for you know thousand yards last year and they block very very well. I think that's really more important. Like he says in here, you know, a tight end is a quarterback's best friend, and now we now have the two bet. Either one of them would be the best tight end that we've had since Dustin Keller, and I think uh, together. They, they offer us the ability to do all the things that LaFleur wanted to do last year that he couldn't do. So I'm really happy. I prefer it this way. Uh, let's see. Shivanshu drops in with the chat. He says, where the heck is it? Uh, he says, wish I could grab a beer with Green Bean and talk Jets. Oh, you know, that hurts a little bit. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not included in the have a beer. Yeah. Talk, well, I see what it is. Green bead, whatever, whatever. Especially because I don't drink, Ryan. I know, right? Like, a, I'm a, clearly a tea. sipping back some of Grandpa's old cough medicine and Green Bean sitting all over there all sober, <laughs> and you want to drink with him? <laughs> no, I understand. I want to have a drink. Well, with you know why? Too. Well, because when I drank, boy, let me tell you, we had fun. If, unless you don't like fighting and getting arrested. Ah, dude, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Kelvin drops in with a super chat. Kelvin says JD trades up to this uh, trades up to second. Give up a fourth and 69. If who? No, do not do it. Absolutely not. Do not, don't give up the fourth pick. Don't give up 69 to trade up number two. Bad decision. Joe Douglas, hundred percent disagree with, uh, with that thought process there. Uh, Edward Ziff drops in with a super chat says, Tibbs made a fool of himself, but I get what he meant about better education. Messing up the definition didn't bode well for his education. Yes, he said something along the lines of, uh, uh, what was the word he screwed up? It was like, uh, do you know what the astigmatism uh, is? <laughs> astigmatism. Like yeah. God damn it, Twice. dude. You, like, clearly you didn't go to a good school if you're saying astigmatism. Yeah. For, he for... was so confident in that one, he used oh. it twice. Dude, he was Poor so fella. he was he's like, I know exactly what I'm talking about right here. And clearly stigmatism. Uh, oh my god. Not the not the sharpest tool in the shed in that respect. Uh all right, let's see. Um sorry. Edward Zip. We're up to Lloyd. Where is Lloyd? I saw your I saw your chat in here for a second. All right, Lloyd drops in with a super chat. Thank you, Lloyd. Says, did we forget about Senior Bowl? I think we should be looking at those players at round two and on. Some of those players, Mafe and Johnson, uh, have moved up boards. Jermaine Johnson, I think, is a realistic shot at number four and a realistic shot at number 10. I think that uh, Mafe could definitely be. I think Christian Watson's in that conversation. I think uh, a few guys. Greenbean and I have talked about it. Greenbean, your thoughts on the Senior Bowl? 
Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I, I wonder sometimes there can, there are mock drafts I've done, Ryan, where I have literally picked four of the senior bowl players. I just think they're good. Like I like what they can offer, whether it's McBride, whether it's Rashad white, you know, whether it's Muma, uh, obviously Perion Winfrey or Boye Moffitt. There's a lot of guys in the senior bowl that would be really Zion Johnson. And I think the Jets are going to do a little of that. Maybe not four. I could see two or three senior ball players coming to the Jets, and I would not be un- upset about it at all. Daniel Faust drops in with the Super Chat. He says, my note is in the comments. It's way too far back, and I apologize. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Wild hey. Billy Boy. I, I wish I knew. I just, uh, we're, we're like... We're like 19 deep right now, and we got like 10 minutes. <laughs> so like a minute left, and we're like trying to rip through these. Um, Greenbean, how long do I have you? You're doing a 10 o'clock thing afterwards? I'll hang out till you get done. I'll hang. No, oh, okay. no, I don't do the after show um, while the draft. I do. I switched that to Mondays. Okay, okay. So we're good. Greenbean yeah, yeah. and I are rocking and rolling here, so we'll get yeah, through yeah. everyone's we'll questions hang. here. Uh, Wild Billy Boy drops in the Super Chat says, I think Joe Douglas is building a team to last. Realistically, I think we are a seven to eight win team next year, but I'd take a mediocre year next year and 2023 and beyond be the team that is consistently in the playoffs. Look, I've said it before. I really want to see the Jets in the hunt. I don't care. I don't need to get playoffs next year, but I think Zach Wilson is the guy. You want to see him take the step next year. And I do think seven, eight wins, I think is entirely realistic, especially if Deshaun Watson gets suspended or we wind up you know, playing them early in the season. I think that's an easy win. I think there's a lot of situations where the Jets come away with seven or eight wins this year. Greenbean, how are you feeling? Yeah, I think that's the thing that a lot of Jets fans are having a hard time understanding. No, not understanding, but but like believing. It's that, you know, the this is a longer, more thorough, more realistic uh, rebuild. It's not just going out there spending the $80 million and trying to buy a bunch of names and win a bunch of games real quick, and then they all leave or they're retired. It's 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 meant to last. It's meant to create a a a team that can be good for us for a long time. And and I'm really happy about it, man. I I agree, uh, Wild Billy Boy. I think you're on to something here. Uh, let's see who is up next. I was like going through this whole list and I'm losing my damn mind. Jose, where's Jose? Jose, bam. Jose says, uh, seen at 35. Christian watching at 38. My two favorites uh what are yours i like seeing at 35 i like put it this way i would go watson at 35 because i'd be a little more concerned about the giants or the texans possibly taking a receiver because cooks is in the last year of his deal um so i would just flip it but yeah i agree Greenbean, your thoughts Seen at 35 charles washington uh well yeah i mean if we were to get hamilton up front i wouldn't want seen uh, but yeah, I think that would be a fine second round. I would prefer Pickens, but that's okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I do like Pickens. I think there's a, a proven track record there, at least. Shavanchu drops in and says, <laughs> Bart Scott still trashing Zach on his radio show. Look, I haven't I haven't listened to him. I saw the SNY thing like a while back, and I've been like a little sour on on Bart Scott. I'm not gonna lie. I think he's a, I think he's wrong on him. I think there's a lot of people that like Zach uh, Greenbean. Any thoughts on Zach Wilson? Yeah, well, it's the same thing, Ryan. I don't listen to these guys, so I only know about it when you guys talk about it. Like, I just, I really don't. I, I know what their goals are. They're to upset us. and But it does seem like, like, like Bart Scott has some sort of issue with Zach Wilson. It probably has something to do with politics or something like that. Another thing I don't like to get into with people. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just stop fucking listening to him. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I really, I don't fix his it. Issue, I think his issue is he wanted Fields, and I think it's, I think he didn't get Fields, and I think that's sort of where he's sour on on Zach Wilson. And maybe he believes Fields is going to be really good, and I completely understand if that's the case, but I don't see it uh, at all. AZ Jets drops in with a super chat. Says, assuming the draft is DN at four, can we talk about the best trade back options at ten and who we would target? Maybe another. Uh, maybe get another second round pick this year. Go Jets. Uh, I think if I'm trading down from either four or 10, like I think you could still get a good edge rusher at 10. And I think four is where you could get a haul. If you can get a haul from four, then I think like, let's say we go back to the Steelers. I'm taking Nicobe Dean at 20. I think that is a, a serious area of need. I think it's a gritty type of player. Greenbean, if you had to mm. trade down, what player are you looking for? I like I like the idea of uh, Nicobe Dean uh, or Devin Lloyd for that matter. It just depends on which guy they're looking for. But I'm with you for the exact same reasons. Bringing in like a snarling, you know, linebacker, like somebody that you know instills fear in people, like they're gonna just full speed like a missile. Like we need to have that with back there with C.J. Mosley. That said, I could also see if we're back in the 20s. I could see getting a receiver there. I could also see getting maybe a Linderbaum there. Like I could see there's it, it, it opens up a lot of stuff. And I think that it changes in the twenties, what you're going to do up in the top five. Jake drops in with a super chat. Jake says, if Michael Carter gets hurt, offense becomes one dimensional. Zach set up to fail. Coleman is okay. Running back three need to get a top running back prospect. Uh, Brees Hall uh, four, three, nine, 40 four, uh, 217 pounds, Matt Forte comp. I like Brees Hall. I really like James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother from Georgia. That's that. If I had to go a running back in this draft, I'd go later in the fourth or fifth round. And that's who I would target personally. Greenby, do you have a running back that you really like here? Yeah. If now look, let's say the two tight ends freed us up, you know, that we signed in free agent, it frees us up and the jets want to go running back in the second. They want to take a swing at the best possible running back. I think for me up there, it would be Isaiah Spiller. I love him. I think that would be a fantastic guy to add to our mix. If we wait till the fourth uh, or maybe even the third, I think Rashad white is the guy that I would really like to bring in. And they used Rashad White in the Senior Bowl. He had the most carries, the most yards, uh, the mo the highest average, all that sort of stuff. He had a touchdown that was ended up being called back because somebody else had a penalty. But they used Rashad White in that Senior Bowl. They wanted to look at him long and hard. I think they like him, and that would be an amazing uh, guy to bring on as well. I think he'd be good. Ooh, good. Uh, Austin Berry drops in the super chat says, Ryan, I've been trying to get you sold on Garrett Wilson for a while, but what you guys think of Walker at four, Wilson at 10, Brisker at 35, Leal at 38. Leal's the defensive tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, Walker at four, I'm fine with. Wilson at 10, I'm fine with. I like Wilson a lot. I, I would prefer, I shouldn't say I would prefer. I would go either way. I think Garrett Wilson could be an Odell Beckham Jr. clone, and I do think that the... Uh, Drake London route could be the Michael Williams-esque receiver that Joe Douglas was trying to target in free agency that wound up not hitting uh, free agency at all. Uh, so I would go either way there. Brisker at 35, look, I, I just prefer wide receiver at 35, and I would go a different route, but I have no problem with safety in the second round whatsoever and defensive tackle if they decide to go that route. These are the needs we need for sure. I just, I'm hoping Sauce falls to, to 10. Greenby, what are your thoughts on what Austin has here? Yeah, um, I, I like it, you know, uh, 
I don't know. I think brisk brisker. I as much as I like him, if I had to go brisker or scene, or maybe even Leon O'Neill, I I might go that way. Well, maybe not Leon O'Neill anymore that we got Whitehead, but um, I like wide receiver at thirty five. If we don't get a safety in the first, though, I do think that we should grab one of the upper tier safeties, um, maybe in the second. But what I hope is that they go wide receiver and safety. Leal. I don't know if he'll still be. I guess yeah, he'll st- he might still be there at thirty eight, but uh, he seems redundant to me. Uh, he's a three tech, so especially since I don't know. Walker winds at up high. playing. Walker plays D tackle and edge, so I think you almost cover two spots with him in a weird sort of way because you have already brought in uh, Jacob Martin and Ane, and you have Huff. So like, if you wanted to say you want the defensive tackle and edge rusher combo maybe walker's the best way to go at four because then you maybe hit two guys uh with one stone here uh lima bean drops in with super chat says i want to kick walls every time i hear defensive tackle in the top of the draft yeah but we're going to hear it a little bit more and uh, i don't particularly love defensive tackle early but i do think it is going to be a serious need uh sneakers to boots what's up brother Look forward to seeing you during golf season. He celebrates 15 years of channel membership. He says, Drake London at number 10, trade into the first for Williams. I think he's talking about Jamison Williams. I love Jamison Williams, but I'm if I'm taking Drake London at 10, I, I can't trade up. I would take I would trade up for Williams yeah. if we didn't take London at 10. Would you take him though if he was there at 35? Like, would you if you take oh, a first took- round wide receiver? Would you and if he's if Jamison Williams floats down through the first round, he's there at thirty five. Would you pull the trigger on that double dip with a ten and twenty and thirty uh, fifth pick? Uh, I don't think I would double dip. That's sort of why. Look, I think there's going to be a lot of really good receivers in the second round. That's why I really don't want to go it at ten. Like I, I like Garrett Wilson. I like Drake London. I have no problem with taking either one of them. It's a it's absolutely a need. But I think Pickens, Dotson. Uh, I think Williams, I think Burks, like, I think there's a lot of receivers that could wind up falling to that second round and I would have no problem taking any one of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't double dip. I don't think, I don't like London and Williams. I think there's not enough room in the stable. Um, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't, if we're taking a first round wide receiver, all these guys thinking we're going to double dip uh, They're, I mean, in my opinion, I think they're dead wrong. But again, I don't think the Jets are taking a first round wide receiver. I mean, if they, again, if they do, I'm not going to be upset about it or anything. I can see it, but this is a more compressed wide receiver class. I'll say it time and time again. Uh, they're, they're very close in talent. You can make the case that London and Wilson uh, separate a little bit, and that's fine. If you really love one, Great, go get them. But you're going to be able to duplicate and replicate a lot of that that production in the in the second round with with lots of guys that are there, man. They're going to be. It's a very deep wide receiver class. Not all that strong of a wide receiver class. Shavanshu drops in the super chat. Says Taj Boyd pick still irritates me. What a waste of a pick. Yeah, but we're all on board with that one. Uh, Jermaine Walker drops in with Super Chat says, love your guys' content. Can you see the Jets adding Clowney, drafting a cornerback and wide receiver in the first, then trading back into the first for a defensive end? Thanks. Uh, no. I, look, I don't want Clowney because he's a penalty machine, personally. Uh, I would prefer cornerback and edge in the first because I, I, re- I want sauce. I really do. I want a reason to draft sauce. And I think receiver in the second round, where I think the value is, 
is um, my preferred route there. So, so Green Bean, how do you feel about what Mr. Walker here is laying down? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen. You mean like? Wait, hold. On. I'm sorry. Uh, let me yeah, see that's here. All right. Can I'm, you? Dude, I'm scatterbrained as all hell. So it's. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm trying place. to talk. There's there's some guys on the ledge in the chat, so I'm just trying to understand what the hell they're talking about. Um, but love you guys' content. Can you see the Jets adding Clowney? No, I cannot. Drafting a cornerback and wide receiver in the first, I doubt it. And then trading back into the first for a defensive end. No, because the back end, dude, You're listen, I'm going to tell you right now that Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Karloftis, Walker, Jermaine Johnson, they're all going in the top 15 picks, maybe top 20. So trading back in to grab one of those guys when you can just grab the best of the bunch at four, I, I don't see it. I mean, look, we just added a a, uh, a free agent cornerback. We've used four picks in the last two drafts on cornerbacks. They've all played in the in the NFL. Some of them have shown starter capability, if not, if not you know, uh, lockdown of, of course, but they've shown that they can hang in the NFL. We've, we've also added a bunch of undrafted free agents that were playing, you know, Javelin Guidry and, and Isaiah Dunn. Like we've put a lot into the cornerback uh, position now, great going and drafting sauce Gardner. If that's the best player on your board, fine. But again, we have actual holes on this defense where we do not. I mean, people talking about Bryce Huff, as much as I like the player, dude, he's not an every down dominant edge rusher. He's just not going to be that. It's unlikely. Let me say that. You can't predict anything. It's unlikely that Bryce Huff is ever going to be that, that, you know, 10, 15 sacks a year guy for us. So we need an edge rusher, man. And we need a linebacker next to CJ Mosley. I know they like Sherwood. That's all great. I'm, I'm on board bringing in a linebacker uh, so we can actually run a 4-3 would be really a very, very, very smart move. Uh, safety, LaMarcus Joyner, he's on a one-year contract. This is a strong safety class. Bring one in and bring one in early, a guy that can be here for five to ten years. That's what you want. So um, I don't know. That That's where I am with it. Uh, oops, sorry. Missed that up. Uh, all right. Hold on. Hold on. So Thomas Cahill dropped him in the super chat. I accidentally clicked out of it. He says, I think JD will take Pickens with or without a trade down. Uh, yeah, I like Pickens in the second round. I know Greenbean and I have been kind of preaching him a little bit. I think he is a violent type of receiver that has a mean streak. So Thomas Cahill, I completely agree with Pickens. I have no problem with taking him. If they want to go with the wide receiver they saw in the senior bowl, then I think you're probably looking at Christian Watson, Christian Watson based on where his senior bowl sort of fell. Uh, Michael drops him with super chat. Michael says second round safety. Who you think would be there? I'm hoping for Hill or Brisker. I think scene uh, is too much like Whitehead. I think scenes probably, I think he could yeah. go in the first round. Uh, look, I'm fine with Hall, Brisker or Petrie. Petrie was in our, uh, on our senior bowl team. No problem. Yes, he was. And he played very, very well. He had a good senior uh, bowl. Absolutely. Uh, Iowan Jets fan drops in the super chat says, Ryan, your hat. Are you even serious about this? Do you what? see this? This is the cockpit. What is this? Who friend. is it? I am your pilot. This is, this is, I, Iowan Jet fan. Iowan, what are you new here, buddy? You've been wearing on, that shit dude. for four, five years. I, absolutely. I got <laughs> Come this on, my first live stream. 100%, dude. All day, dude. All day. Uh, Eddie DeJesus says, I will be with you on draft day. That's right. We got a whole bunch of guys coming in for draft day. We got Jake Asman. We got Richie, Ali, Sabo, Blewett, NYJ today. 
Sack Exchange, Luke Grant, uh, Boy Green. We got, dude, we got, we're loaded, locked and loaded. Absolutely loving this. Uh, who's up next? Joe Peculik, Sorless, James, and Chavanchu. You guys are on deck. Uh, let me find Joe's super chat. Joe says, Green Bean. How was the pasta bucket? By the way, I agree with you on wide receiver. I would love to get Cook in the fourth. Your thoughts? Oh, dude, if we get Cook in the fourth, James Cook, seriously, watch his highlights. The guy's legit. Uh, and I love the yeah. whole, you know, Dalvin Cook, you know, brotherhood thing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Cook's going to be one of the top three running backs, probably, maybe fourth. You got Walker in there. And it, it depends on what teams like. Like, I'm a big Isaiah Spiller guy as mm -hmm. the top running back. That's the guy I would grab, obviously, Brees Hall and everything. But I think I don't know if Cook makes mm -hmm. it to the fourth. Uh, but then again, they didn't think Michael Carter was going to make it to the fourth last year, and he did. Uh, the pasta bucket was was not so good, uh, Joe. <laughs> uh, it no, was, are you serious? Like, yeah. Pasta in a it was paper okay. bowl? What? Well, that wasn't the issue. That wasn't the the issue. Was the sauce? The meatballs were really good. the Ooh. The pasta itself was really good. It was the sauce. It was like a sweet, like kind of jar. It tasted Ooh. like a ragu, and I was really Ooh. disappointed because it's fun. It was a fun Ooh. thing. They like just take this mound of friggin' spaghetti and they pack this bowl and they pour sauce and throw meatballs in there and they give you a loaf of garlic bread. It was like, yeah, you know, I love. But it. it's like. Like this, if you're going to have be drunk in the middle of the night and you'd rather go to McDonald's or I'd go to the pasta place for sure. All right, all right, all right. See, I'm, I'm more of a no. Wendy's kind of guy. I'm a number 12 with a large Dr. Pepper. Uh, Sorless, I, actually, Sauce Gardner is a big Sriracha Wendy's fan. Uh, but Sorless drops him a super chat, says, not draft related, but what jerseys do you see us bringing back, introducing with the new uniform rule, allowing a second helmet color? I really hope we get to see the old Jet logo, like the one with the swoosh on it. Like, I love that 80s, 90s logo. Green Bean, is there a particular colorway or, or logo that you're hoping we get to see with this new rule? I hope it's the uh, the eighties nineties logo. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna have like you know the uh, that extra helmet, I think it should be that. That said, my favorite uniform is the Bill Parcells Rex Ryan. You know the white helmets. With that's my favorite uniform. And by the way, it's where we've had the most success. So maybe that has something to do with it. But that I was really happy when we switched to that uh, in ninety eight. I love it. Um, but if we're gonna do throwbacky kind of thing, I hope it's that. You know, the rich coat tight <laughs> uniform. <laughs> uh, James Alba, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, getting a feeling the Jets are uh, preparing to take Jameson Williams either at 10 or in a trade down, knowing the upside, but then doubling down in a, uh, in a second with a wide receiver with an immediate impact thoughts. I don't think it happens like that. I do think teams are not afraid of the ACL tear, which is why Williams and Pickinson, uh, Williams and Pickens are going to go higher than maybe people originally thought because you look at Michael Gallup, he wound up getting like a $62 million contract. And then Chris Godwin was franchise tagged and then was given a $60 million contract. So I don't think teams are afraid of the ACL. And I think Williams absolutely goes in the first round. And it wouldn't shock me if Pickens crept up into the back end of the first or high second after being considered like a third round pick. Greenbean, how do you feel about like the ACL type uh, injury receivers? Well, I think they're I think they're going to come back. Like I think they're fine. You know, these days an ACL is just it's kind it's not minor, but it's considered something that guys are going to come back from. 
the problem with drafting Jamison Williams uh, up top in the first is that people are looking for the first round to be contributors, like right now. Now, Jamison Williams could uh, take the whole season to kind of get back up to you know, 100%. Now, if a team already has a, a nice, well-stocked wide receiver group like the back end of the first, I think that's where he's more likely to go. I don't see anybody in the top 15 taking that swing because those are bad teams that are looking for players to come in right now and help them get out of the basement. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, Jamison Williams is going to come back and be fine though. I don't think the ACL is anything that would scare people from drafting. I don't think he's scratched off, you know? hundred percent. Uh, Lima bean drops and says you too, Ryan beers for everyone except defensive tackles. So thank you. I'm glad you would like to have a cerveza, uh, with me as well. Uh, it means a little bit for sure. Uh, Michael Rodriguez drops in with super chat. He says Texas A&M pro day ran 44 yards instead. Weidermeyer 503, definitely off the board. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he wound up being the first tight end off the board. I think a lot of people fell in love with Trey McBride at the top of the second because he was at the senior bowl. We got to see all the flashy stats. Like, I think we've seen closer to the ceiling of what McBride is than what we have with a lot of the other tight ends in this draft class. Um, and I wouldn't touch tight end in the second round. I think the value is absolutely in the third, fourth, fifth round for tight end. I think there's a lot of good guys. Greenbean, how are you feeling about Weidermeyer and how are you feeling about tight end in general? Yeah, I mean, look, he didn't have the best uh, pro day today, um, but I still think, I mean, there were people talking about him being an undrafted free agent, right? I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but last year there were a few tight ends that I thought were definitely draftable. Kenny Aboa being one of them, and he made it to an undrafted mm -hmm. free agent, along with Eubanks and Poljan and, and quite a few of these guys. So, But I still think Wiedermeyer has the production. He has enough upside. He's going to be a pick. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as us, I don't think the signing two tight ends in free agency kind of sh said to me that we're not looking for a tight end until the third, maybe fourth round. Um, and it's, it happens to be a good class to do that because it's very deep and it's deep with strength. Like these guys are actually able to come in and, and be productive and look, tight ends get found in the fourth, fifth round all the time. This is a good class to do that with. So Green Bean and I are, I are you're good to keep going and as long as people are super chatting because like I'm looking at some comments. Jake says if we keep super chatting, does that mean we keep Ryan and Green Bean live hostage forever? And then Hawk says made about two hundred eighty thousand in super chats tonight. LOL, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep answering questions. Look, I gotta be at work early, but I don't care. I'm staying on. We got this. Yeah, I I got. What time is it? Ten after ten. Um. Yeah, I'll hang out another, you know, if it's an hour. I, after an hour, I kind of, I, you know, I got to film some stuff. I got to edit some shit. But yeah, I got another. I got, I, we can do this. Look, we keep we the guys, we keep the band together. Brandon became the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. Guys, drop some J-E-T-S or some uh, T-I-T-S or some T-E-S-T-E-S -E -E uh, in the chat. Words are hard. Uh, Brandon also dropped in with a super chat shortly after that. And he says all these off season moves just to go. Oh, and 17 G men on top. Ah, Brandon, you know, I really liked you when you became a member of the channel and now not going to lie. I think a little bit less of you. Uh, but thank you all the same for the super chat. And I hope your G men, uh, suck. Ian with the super chat says 
JJ at four, way too high. He's 23 years old. He has a high floor, but you pick high potential players in the top five, KT or iChem at four. Let's listen to this right now. You say no taking a 23-year-old player at number four. Greenbean, if you could go back in time, would you take TJ Watt, top five? What? Who did we take that year? No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. So Jermaine Johnson is 23 years old. He's saying you don't take someone in the top five. Would you take TJ Watt in the top five going back to his draft class? Knowing what I know now, I think yep. I might. Yeah, hello. You know what's interesting yeah. about him? What's that? He was 23. He was a little older coming is out. 20, is 23 old now? It's 23 is not 20, old. So I was 20. Let's see. I took I, w I took an extra year of preschool. I was I was young. I'm November birthday. So when I graduated high school, I turned 18 my senior year. So I was almost 19 by the time I, I, I hit that point. So he would have been 21, going on 22 probably, graduating. But because he transferred, I think it kept him an extra year, I think is, is I don't know. Is that how that worked? I don't know. But I'm not afraid well, this of is a weird, someone with a little bit of an age. Yeah. This is a weird time because COVID made everybody like extend. You know what I mean? It was a weird thing. There's a lot of guys staying the next year. and all that. I think 24 is where I start thinking that they're older. Right. That's kind of the cut. Not 23 to me. 23 is still okay. I, I wouldn't take a great player off my board because they're 23. Yeah, I don't no, I th that's that's where I'm at too. Uh, Dustin Keller, former Jets tight end, drops in with Super Chat, says KT at 4, Dean at 10, Travis Jones 35, Pickens 38, Kirby Joseph 69, 111 Algier, that's the uh, running back from BYU if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Ottner Ruckert at 117, swing tackle at 146. I don't know who Chig Aquanico is to play halfback uh, or H-back. Um, Aquanico, yeah. Aquanico, yeah, I don't know him, unfortunately. I don't love using a second-round pick on a defensive tackle, man. You know, maybe call me stuck. Like, my face keeps getting on this damn stream, but uh, I, don't, I don't like it, man. I just, I don't want a defense. It's a place where... We happen to have uh, invested a lot of assets, and we have players. Not to say we couldn't bring somebody, and I still think we should re-sign Kyle Phillips. And uh, I don't know what's what's that what that's all about, but we did bring back Nathan Shepard as a part of the rotation. Fans don't like Nathan Shepard so much, but seemingly the coaching staff does because he's brought back on the earlier side of free agency. But we have Quinnen, we have Rankins, we have JFM. You know, we have Jonathan Marshall. We have Nathan Shepard. Like, we have a lot of guys for that two-player two rotation. I think we could definitely use first and second round picks and even thirds elsewhere because not, not for nothing, uh, the defensive tackle is one of those positions that you are more likely to find gems from the fifth round on. So why not do it? Yo, it's Vin drops in with the super chat. He says, XFL returns in less than a year. Think it survives. I hear it's uh, linked up with the NFL, so the NFL is supporting it. So this could be a developmental league and an alternate route instead of going to college, and I would love this. I really do want to see a developmental league for the NFL. Uh, Mumtaz drops in the Super Chat, says, if we cut Rankins and McGovern, we save $20 million. That's not right. Uh, it's 9 and I think 5, so it's 15. Uh, we can sign J.C. Treader, one of the best centers, and get J.D., and get JD for a defensive tackle. We will have two of the best 
and money and possibly picks in our pockets if we can trade. Hmm. Look, I don't think you cut McGovern or Rankins until you figure out who's going to be replacing them because none of them have money in their contracts at a set date. So you can kind of roll into training camp if you had to and then wind up saving money. Um, I don't know. Greenbean, how are you feeling about like cutting players just to save some money? Well, if we needed it, I mean, we still have Ryan Griffin, Greg Van Roten. That's going to be $7 million right there. Uh, we still have some of the back end guys. We can get three, four, five million there. So I don't, it's, it's one thing when you need money. Yes, then you can do that. But we don't seemingly have too much issue with that. And we're, we're estimated to have what is 60 million next year or something crazy like that. So Joe Douglas is doing a good job balancing our budget, let's say, um, and still being able to upgrade and still balance, you know, our, our cap. Uh, but I mean, I, you know, cutting McGovern and Rankins, I don't know why, you know, why, why do we need to cut those guys? They were two starters. Now maybe Rankins wasn't what we hoped he'd be, but he's still known as a, a good pass uh, rushing interior defensive lineman. And again, we're talking about using draft picks on defensive linemen. Like, you know, we have them and he's 5 million. That's not exactly, you know, that's not a $15 million contract and McGovern's our starter at center. So I don't know. I don't know if uh, I like lime, it. Lima bean. Yeah, well, that's kind of it. Like, I think you only cut players if you know you have a replacement for them. I don't think you cut players just to save cap space. I think that's a, a, a bad move. Uh, Lima bean drops in with Super Chat. Says, how can the Jets overcome injuries? We have the worst luck with it and no real depth. Injuries can hurt the progress for growth and lowers win total. Yeah, I think that's true. But I do think that there is a... If there's a belief that guys can win, you can play through a few injuries. Like some guys will hide injuries. Not that I'm saying that's a good thing, but I do think that like if you have a nagging hamstring or something, you're going to find a little bit more energy in you to push through to the next game as opposed to a player on a really bad team that's like, hey, let me protect number one. I don't need to take extra shots when I'm not feeling 100%. Like my contract's not fully guaranteed. I, I, I can understand where players are put in that position because the league puts them in that position. Um... But I think if we start winning, I think we will see a few less injuries uh, in that respect. Greenbean, how you how you feeling about that? Uh, let's see. I'm going to just overcome injury. I know. Well, look, this is the whole thing with we know that Joe Douglas gutted the entire medical program on one Jeff's drive. We know that he not only just replaced people, he created departments that we didn't have and he connected them all under one doctor. So they're all speaking the same language. If anybody's ever worked in a, in a, in the medical field, which I have, you'll know that nurses don't talk to therapists and therapists don't talk. It's like these little battles. Everybody thinks their department's the most important having them all together under one doctor that, you know, they all speak the same language and work in concert with one another. is going to, it's going to be beneficial. Now, it didn't work last year so much, right? But again, just like bringing in a whole new coaching staff, like we have to give them time to kind of implement their processes. This is the first offseason that they have with the team, with the player, these doctors, these nutritionists, these uh, trainers and everything. So I, my hope is that what they're doing will pay off, will pay dividends for us. But I think just like everything else, it's probably going to take a minute. And then they got to change our damn field. We get more injuries on our field than most other places. So I, I hope that they look into that pretty soon. Yeah, it's it's pretty wacky. I'm pretty sure the NFL actually looked into it after the 49ers game two, two years ago 
where like Bosa tore his ACL and like Garoppolo went down with like an ankle injury. It was, it was all sorts of chaotic. Uh, Cahill comes in with a super chat says we have the picks take Brees Hall. Uh, if they go running back early, I'd be a little surprised. I, I wouldn't hate it, but I just don't think it's where I would spend the picks because I like I like Cook, and I think you can get him a little uh, bit later there. Jeremy Crowder dropping in with Super Chat. We like you, Jeremy, but we don't love you now because you're Bill. Uh, he says, stop stressing. 1,200 yards plus wide receiver already on the roster and Elijah Moore plus a 1,000-yard rusher in Michael Carter. The tight ends changed everything for us. All gas, no break. Jeremy's guy. Yeah. Jeremy understands. Yeah. Right, man. I mean, that's the thing. We're not devoid of talent, man. What what we watched last year was a brand new organization with rookie players all over the place. And obviously the injuries didn't help us. We had a lot of guys that we brought in, you know, Carl Lawson, Vinnie Curry, uh, a lot of some of the rookies, like they were, there was a lot of injuries and stuff. So that didn't help. But even without the injuries, we had a whole slew of guys like they committed to something and they knew damn well we're winning nothing this year. And Jets fans can't seem to sign on to that. Like you're looking at a team with rookies all over the place. I mean, the whole thing with Zach Wilson, it's like, dude, Zach Wilson came from a an organization that 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 played less uh, talent as you know, for the opposition. And he never was pressured. Of course, he's going to have a, a rough year. The first four games, he was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. You don't think that's a culture change while he's learning a system, while the offensive line is trying to learn the system? Like it's they 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 decided last year to take their lumps now. So hopefully now we start to see our second year players with some of the you know the upgrades that we've made at tight end and right guard and all that stuff. It starts to come together because our coaching staff now has a season under their belt. Disregard Papa comes in with the super chat, says Dream Draft, KT4, Jordan Davis, or Drake London at 10. Uh, I don't want Jordan Davis, but I would take Drake London. No questions asked. Uh, Shavanchu drops in with the super chat, says Bills developed or double dipped trading for Diggs and drafting Davis. I'm not saying it's. Uh, wrong to do that by any means but i uh it's not where i'd love to go there's a lot of other positions that i would like to address before defensive tackle uh jake drops yeah well dude they yeah but they they it was in the fourth round that that's Mm -hmm. not we're not we're talking first round you know what i mean yeah fourth round sure buddy yeah they traded their first four digs so so and then they didn't use their second receiver true true but it's first and fourth as opposed to like you know, just a, just a fourth. Um, well, we're talking about first and second or double dipping in the second. So yes, that makes significantly more sense. You know, uh, you know, getting a first round wide receiver and then getting one in the fourth, using your 35th pick on a wide receiver and waiting till the fourth or fifth. That makes sense. Jake drops in the super chat says watching rain of fire, a movie, Christian Bale, McConaughey and Gerard Butler, just, uh, just take a edge in the first round and I'm happy. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I've I don't know if I've seen Rain of Fire. Um, but I love all those guys. Bale was my favorite of the uh the Batman. Bat Batman? Who's your Batman? Is it Clooney? Is it No, my Batman you know, is uh no, what the hell's his name? Um Yeah. Friggin, the first uh, guy. Yeah. Beetlejuice. Oh, I was thinking Beetlejuice. Uh, That's my Batman. Adam 
What's his name? I can't believe it. I'm thinking Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Mr. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. He's like having a brain fart over there. Yeah. Uh, He's doing uh do you have you seen Dope Sick yet? Oh, it's such a no, such a great I show. Haven't. It's Michael yeah. Keaton. Oh, it's fantastic about the Oxycontin Ooh. thing and what they really did. Oh no. But anyway. Way. Yeah. I, I've watched some documentaries on it. It's screw Purdue Pharma. Uh Kevin Clamaco drops some super chat says, In my honest opinion, I'd get defensive end slash cornerback with the fourth pick, then offense with the next three, offensive line, wide receiver, tight end, all in all in offense for Zach's sake, top five O-line plus wide receivers equals sustainable success or sustained success. There's definitely an argument for it. And I, I understand it because you look at the Bengals and you think how many weapons they have. You look at the Rams and you think how many weapons they have. I just, I think you got to have the balanced attack. And I do think if you can get a premium player on defense with corner and with edge, both in the first round, and I understand how much wide receiver costs right now. You're talking about Hopkins. You're talking about... Um, you know, Devonte Adams getting a ton of money, 27, $28 million. Uh, so getting a five-year contract on a receiver is incredibly valuable, but I think it's a lot harder to draft a corner than it is to get a, get a wide receiver. And I'd rather take a four-year contract on a receiver and wind up having to pay him a ton of money than wind up taking a five-year contract on a receiver and passing on a corner. Uh, Greenbean, what are your thoughts on, you know, maybe, I don't know if I just rambled right there. Look, I, if they go all off, no, no, I'm no. not going to hate it. I, I'm, I'm kind of all over the map here. <laughs> Delirious. Yeah. Again, I look, you, we, we, we have to get off of the idea of just thinking about positions, which positions we want. It has to be the level of talent. That's what you want. Just because you want a receiver, if there's no receiver there that you think is a top 10 pick, and you don't take them. You do not reach for need. That's where the Jets have gotten into so much trouble over the years, reaching for need, uh, committing, you know, using assets to get a need, like two firsts for to move up to get the one defensive tackle. You're like all that kind of weird shit that we've done in the past. You got to take top five players with a top five pick. It just so happens that the strength of that top five happens to be at a need. That, that we have. If you can go best player available at a need, that's what you want to do. If that means waiting till the second round for a wide receiver because they're they're all very, you know, on the on a, in a very similar tier uh in talent wise, then you do it. Then you just you bypass wide receiver. Jets fans get caught in the positions. Like we're thinking about positions. And that's that applies, of course, but you want to take the most talent. So you know, you know, if you push defensive tackle or 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 what you know whatever wide receiver or safety because the talent's at another position it's at linebacker there bring in the linebacker man get the best player get the guy that you know is likely to make it in the nfl and then move on and wait till the next pick that's the way it should go craig drops in with the super chat craig says any interest in melvin gordon no green bean you uh I'm not that we've now that we've re-signed Coleman, probably not, but uh I I would have liked him instead of Coleman, sure, as like the vet back. But I think they're gonna probably bring in young legs. That's what I think they want to do. Um, mid-round, you know, third, fourth round pick running back and and do it that way. I think that's their preferred way to do it. Um, let's see, we got Jake. Jake drops him in the super chat. Jake says I got no responsibility, and I don't know why I can't be like Green Bean. Who's my hero? Love your outlook on life. 
Dude, I Green Bean makes me so happy. Like, I legitimately will text Green Bean on, like, days we're not talking about the Jets, just, like, shoot the shit, and it just makes me happy. Like, I, I legitimately <laughs> love knowing you. I really do. It's like, it, it is a pure joy in my life. It really is. Well, thank you, Ryan. That's really nice. And thank you, Jake. I like that. You know, uh, you know, responsibility is a, a whole other thing. You know, I'm trying to, I'm pushing a hard reset right now. I think I'm going to be, uh, I think I'm going to be a stay at home dad. If my, my wife, we're trying to flip roles right now, which is not easy to do. I've been the, you know, I've been the worker my whole life, man, you know, working 70 hours a week, 80 hours. That's, that's who I am. So, but, uh, yeah, well, I'm trying, dude. Look, man, I've been a grumpkin for most of my life. I was the angry young man, like the Billy Joel song said. I find an issue with everything. So I'm happy that that's noticed because I work very hard on being positive. I wake up every day. My first thought is this sucks. It's my first thought every morning. <laughs> well, you do a good job. You wouldn't know it. Like the, the smile on your face, you you wear it well, and I like it. It makes oh, me happy. Like, you're, I just, you're the I best. Enjoy like literally every Tuesday, I look forward to talking to you, Green Bean, oh, you, Matt, and Green Bean, yourself, and the chat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thoroughly right. enjoy it each and every week. And I will say, dude, the stay at home dad thing, I'm like pushing for it because like Becca's got a great job. She's doing work over there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing the YouTube thing. So, like, let's see. I can stay at home. Maybe I could stay at home, dad. I would totally, dude, I'll build box forts and blanket forts and that's right. forts. And I'll do like, all the fun things. I'm going to set up back yeah. box cars through the whole house. I'm going to hide things. I'm going to like. Ugh. Totally. See, yeah. man, it's a fun thing if you look at it through the right lens. And we yeah. homeschool too. So there's all that stuff. Like that was really one of the cool things about being on the road for so long. We homeschool our kids. So we're doing history lessons at the Alamo. We're doing science in a national park. Like, so we're, you know, earth science and all that kind of stuff. So now like I look, I look forward to the idea of like creating the schedule with my kids and, you know, certain documentaries. Like when we were in Roswell, we, they learned all about the Roswell incident and you know, how the government can hide stuff, all that kind of stuff, man. So I look, I mean, I've, it's really an exciting thing. I'll whip up something nice for dinner, baby. That's what I'll do. You come home from after a hard day's work. I'll have dinner on the table. Sure. Hell you know? yeah. I like I'm this idea. I'm starting to get better at cooking. Becca's definitely a way better cook than I am, but I don't cook as much. Like, yeah, you know, I'm that's more of, like, I love doing the dishes. I'm more of like a, for some weird reason, I like feeling the bubbles through my hands and <laughs> like cleaning the dishes. It just feel clean. And like, I know they're clean. Cause I clean, I don't know. It's some weird thing in my head. Um, but I, I would prefer to do hey. dishes over food. Just my thought, but I do, I'm, I'm happy well, to cook for her after a long day for sure. Yeah. Well, let, let me say this too about you. Like, yeah, I don't know if you guys know, but Ryan and I happened to be in Sedona, Arizona at the same time, <clears throat> excuse me. And he was with his wife and I was with my wife and we had the opportunity to get together and kind of, you know, get the wives together and everything and, and, and have a uh, brunch, whatever it was. And, uh, look, when we left there, my wife said about Ryan, like, wow, he's really like he's such a he's enjoyable to be around. He's just like you would think he's like from, you know, the short time she's seen you on, you know, on videos and shit. She's like, oh, my God, he's like fun to be around. I said, yeah, dude, like I and I mean that like about you as well. Like you're you're a genuinely awesome guy uh, to be around. So well, I feel I the same way. That. Buddy. That, that means a lot. And uh, as soon as you started saying as soon as you guys left, legitimately, the same thing came out of Becca's mouth. She's like, I feel like I've known them forever. <laughs> like first time meeting, yeah. and like 
I've known him forever. I was like, I know, I've been talking to Greenbean for years. I mean, we've been on Jet, I've been on Jet Nation for five years. You've been on it way longer than me, but we've been talking since then, and then we've been doing the, the whole video thing since then. So the, the on-screen chemistry, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> totally, man. And look, right, O'Leary too. Like, I, you know, I met uh, Matt O'Leary at this Coney Island Cyclone. Like, what a great place to meet Matt for the first time, you know? And he doesn't ride roller coasters. So it was like, he said that was, I think he said that was his third roller coaster ever. And here I am, I'm riding, you know, I'm on 300 and everything. And, and it was great to like be on that roller coaster with him. You know what I mean? What a cool thing. Matt's awesome, dude. He really is a great guy. His, his girlfriend brought me cookies. Like, come on. You know what I mean? We have some great girls in our life, dude. We really do. We're lucky. It's the, it's the unsung heroes behind. Oh, see, they're saying get a room. Ah, pfft. Sorry. Hey, we've we're never do this. I'm delirious. Hey, right this now. is right. 10:30. It's 10:30, man. You know what I mean? It's 10:30, and this is all extra. This is bonus. Yeah, this do is what we want. Bonus content. <laughs> Butt files drops it with a super chat. Butt files says, uh, "Hey, will you guys pop up the Jets Lounge on Twitter?" Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, Green Bean's been in it. I've been in it a few times. I, dude, Sack Exchanges is awesome. He's a good. Oh, dude. he's the he best. Has, dude, there's. I, I hopped in with uh, Damian Woody and. Tony Richardson. I was on with Doozable the one time. Uh, you know, just shooting the shit. There, there's some good people that wind up popping in those lounges. I think it's it's really cool. Sax, Sack Exchange, the guy that started this whole thing, is going to be on our live stream uh, for the draft for a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's see who we got. Who yeah, we got? totally. Iowan Jets fan. Where'd you go? Okay, Iowan says, is Matt done with his article yet? Well, yeah, we could have we brought Matt back on. Didn't realize we were going to go this long. Um, yeah, hey. Let's see. Uh, Ryan will have green beans beard by the time we're done. Hopefully we're wrapping up soon. I'm going <laughs> to. Hey, you know, over. you know what? We can end it. We could end it right we, now if you guys want. Uh, we're we're going to go right through it. Lame Cactus. What's yeah. up, dude? 15 months of membership. Much appreciated. Gets himself a free super suit. Super chat says Hamilton at four. Best player uh f brandon jets greater than g men uh i don't want hamilton at four i really don't i'd be i'd be pretty upset uh i want edge i want edge rick drops in with a super chat rick says i love or i got a guy for green bean late rounder t cordell volson nds check him out uh or have you heard of him i have no idea who this is green bean do you have any t. Cordell idea no, I don't know. Or who tackle. That is. Hold he's on. saying tackle Cordell Volson, I think is what he's saying. Oh, Vols tackle. Let me let me just yeah, I mean, I don't know, not really. Let me see. Uh let me just take a quick peek mm-hmm. at what I got here. What school is he from? Did he say what school? ND. There he is, North, North Dakota, Dakota State. State. Cordell Volson, 6'6, 310. No, I've done very little, if any, I don't remember ever even coming across this guy before. I did a lot of late round guys too, like um, Sills and Mays and Tenuta. I've done a lot of guys. Um, I didn't do. Vol- I'll check them out. I'll check out Volson for you, not for you, but thank you for the tip. I'll look at him. Lima Bean drops in <laughs> says drafting best player available got us defensive tackles in the first round for years. Yeah, you're talking uh, Leonard Williams, uh, Sheldon, yeah. uh, Sheldon Richardson, Muhammad Wilkerson, Quentin Copels. Like four in a matter of like, what was it, five or six years? It was like silly, absolutely silly. Um, 
we got to go best player available, but I don't think you have to go best player available at any position. Like if quarterback's best player available, don't do it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, Kyle Ormsby drops in with a super chat, says, you two def did some weird shit in Sedona. Hey, what Green Bean and I do in the comfort of the red rocks and the snowy right. mountains during like the five inches of eight inches of snow they get a year uh, is totally between the two of us and our two smoke shows of wives. Right, man. Hey, what happens in Sedona stays in Sedona. Everybody knows this. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right. Hey, you want to you know... see? Ooh. Wait, let me see something. Oh, wait, I'm going to let me see what I got here. What do you what do you got there? I think I have the moment. Wait a minute that we met on camera. You want to see it? Ooh. Let me Is see. Let me just we make sure. Meeting for, do we meet for pizza first? Or are you saying the first oh, time no, we no, met? Oh, no, no. We met. Game, we met for pizza first. Yeah, we did. We met for pizza. I have the second time we met. You want to see I it? I do. I do. I want to see it. Can you share it? All right. Hold on. Yeah, I think I, I can. I, hold on. I don't understand how my, my thing works over here. I actually. Oh, that's right. This us. is not StreamYard. Let me let me yeah, see. I don't think it, I can. It, share screen. Hold on. Let no, me you, see. You can. I think, but I I think, think it ends it. up behind us. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Does it? Oh, because I, of all that jazz. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I might hide us and see what happens. Let me know if it works. Is this it? Let me see. Do you see it? I don't see anything yet. It says sharing window. <laughs> oh. No. You see something? You don't I see anything? Nothing. I got nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. See it now? I still I see nothing. Do it. Wait, oh, wait. Hold on. Can it says I... una unable to start the call. What is that? What? I'm not trying to make a call. What the heck? Hold on. There's got to be... Maybe I have a setting ticked or something. Oh, shit. I think I ruined it. I think I got to go. I think it's kicking... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, green bean. Oh, he goes, oh, no. I screwed up. What did I do? All right. So green bean's still there, sort of in spirit. He's probably in the chat. Uh, Chris Bradigan drops with a super chat, says, can't wait for the draft, fellas. My third with you guys. Cheers. Go Jets. Yo, guys. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We got green bean that, back. That's that was, what we call not working. Really that's really funny. Work. That, that was off. fantastic. He goes, like, uh oh, I think I screwed up. And then, <laughs> God. <laughs> it was, that was like when we had the stream where, like, I got booted off and I couldn't end the stream, and you and Matt were just talking, and they're like, wow, I wonder what happened to Ryan. Off. Yeah, I like, I think we're still, I think we're still live. And then it cut. Boom. <laughs> we're just talking. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, that's so Chris, funny. Chris dropped in it with a super chat here. He says, can't wait for the draft, fellas. It's my third with you guys. Cheers. Go Jets. Yo, it's a lot of fun. Like, it really is. If you guys haven't hung out with us for the uh, the draft stream, what's cool is we're on a little bit of a delay, so you can still watch, like, ESPN or NFL Network or whatever, you know, whatever channel show in the draft, and then you can have us on your phone or your laptop, and you can, like, click over and just see, like, how we're reacting. Like, because we wind up putting the screen. You see the commissioner go out on our screen. So you'll see our live reactions as the commissioner is saying the pick. It's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. It's going to be a blast, dude. And this year we're putting a lot more forethought into it mm -hmm. to try to give you guys the best experience that we can. You know, we've always prepared a little, you know, we've, but this year we're actually, you know, we have some experience with this, man. You know, we know what, what to expect this year. So I think it's going to be the best one yet, like by far. I think it's going to be much more, uh, 
you know, fun for everybody that attends. You guys all got to come. If every single we got to be the place that you're hanging with for the draft. It's going to be the best place online without question. Oh, absolutely. Not only are we going to have okay, let's go through the guest list again real quick. We got Richie from Jets Media, Ali from Loyal NY Jet Fans, we got John from NY Jets Today, we got Jake Asman, we got Sabo, Blewett, Sack Exchange, Luke Grant, Boy Green. Like, we got a whole laundry list of guys coming on the show. Not to mention, we're giving away like jerseys, we might do some tickets. Uh, I think Matt's got like a manscape thing. So if you want to shave your balls, like you could do so while thinking yeah. of Matt and us, like think of it, like, oh, right? <laughs> you can shave your balls. We can all shave our balls together. We could shave right, our balls. Like, yeah, see, round five it's, it's talk. Round, well, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, well, it's just <laughs> like nipples up and then, uh, you know, you, no one knows what's going on below. Who knows? You don't see my hands the whole time. That's right. You don't know what I got going on down here. You don't know. You don't know. It's great. But Lincoln, think about it. Maybe like, look, when we get into the fifth round, it gets, you know, it gets kind of lazy and relaxed and we'll just all have a ball shaving party. Why not? We absolutely, <laughs> we, the, the fifth round winds up turning into like dick jokes and things like that with Joe Blewett and it winds up just getting ridiculous. Um, but it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hey, Robbie Oak says, this isn't Sedona, guys. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, fantastic. Boys and girls. Let's, let's, okay. We got. Oh wow, lame cactus. That's aggressive. That that is aggressive, my friend. Um, I'll tell you what. No. <laughs> Can you shave my balls, uh -huh. Ryan? Absolutely yeah. not. Uh <laughs> yeah, Gitmo Bob says it's too bad you guys can't get in a room together for the draft. I don't know if he's making a joke or if he's being serious. Like you guys hey, will all be in the same place. We're gonna be in a chat room. That's it's gonna be here. We're chatting in yeah. this room. Right here. Right here. All right, boys and girls. We've gone 42 minutes over our planned bedtime, and I am exhausted. It's been a lot of fun. Greenbean, anything you got to say out there for the people? Uh, let's see. Well, guys, my road trip is over, so I'm 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 here. I'm gonna be in Charlottesville uh, for the foreseeable future. I'll still be bouncing around. I do lots of travel stuff anyway, but not like I was. Thanks for hanging with me and dealing with the internet shit. So my, when I go look for a house, one of the first questions I'm asking is what service is here? Like I need to know mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with some bullshit. Uh, so hopefully the internet will be better moving forward. Um, but yeah, man, we do the, uh, Thursday thick of it with Frankie and Watsu K and everybody pops in. So it's a really good time on Thursday nights, 8 PM. I hope you guys can come hang with me, man. We cut it up really fun. It's a good time. Uh, we got a last oh. second super chat there from Jake. Jake says, thanks there guys. He is. Thanks Jake. Much appreciated huh. brother. Thanks As Jake. Always, You're a good dude. He's a good dude. Boys, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. We'll be back next week. Eight o'clock, 10 o'clock. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Green bean. Green bean. What's up? Yeah. We didn't give away a t-shirt. Oh shit. Okay. Let's oh, do no. it. Okay. 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 Here yeah, we go. Yeah. We're, we're just good. ripping through night bots right now. Here we go. I just, wow. All right. I got NFL chaos with Jeremy and Robbie Oak as qualifiers right now. Oh man. I was so looking forward to hitting that end button. <laughs> I am exhausted. Right. You were right there, dude. I was, I was about to hit it. Hudson jr. Who we got, who we got, what do we got? We got to get, Man, we got two You guys want to do this. you want to do an after party in a half hour? I can hang out another half hour. Ooh, wow. Look <laughs> at I'm up late now. You're you're wild. 
Wild. I am. I'm a wild gonna, and crazy guy. I'm going to fall over. Did you ever, well, you're a little old for this. Wild and crazy kids. That was my, uh, no, I don't, I don't remember jam. that. Uh, Nickelodeon dude. I remember being a kid being like, oh my man, I just want to be on wild and crazy kids. I am so athletic and I want to be able to beat other kids in races and pie flinging contests and the aggro crag and the legends of the hidden temple stuff. Man, we got a whole bunch yeah. of people. Sorry. Um, I don't so know, yeah. We got Jeremy, we got Robbie Oak, PG Hudson Jr., Twisted, Hank G. Jake, uh, Kev Chada, Greenbean, why don't you hop over to last Tuesday's stream, and I'll ask for, we'll, we'll get five from over by there. Hey, David Gerard said he wore his What Would Green Bean Do shirt today. That's this one. This? Oh, I love it. What Would Green Bean Do? Yeah. I love it. I was wearing one. my, um, what was it? I, I have a Jets X Factor shirt. I was rocking that one a little bit. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's a good shirt, Hell too. Yeah. I like those guys. Let me see. Let me see. I tried to get this. Nanny on. Na Nanny wasn't able to come on. He's like, I got to write some articles and stuff. He's like, I'm really sorry. He's like, dude, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And I was like, ah, it's okay. Yeah, that would have been cool. Nanny is great. He's a good dude. All right, uh, here's this one. All right, I got my guys. You ready? Uh, Yeah, because the chat's just giving me the same person over and over again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm oh, getting, is it? Yeah, I'm getting the same. Okay, fire away. Give me five names. All right, here we go. Let's do New York Jets fan four. Let's do Anders Courtson. C-O-R-T-S-E-N, Courtson. Okay. Let's do Curly Norman. Okay. Duncan McLean, M-A-C-L-E-A-N. And Ed Vargas. What do you think, guys? Is that a good group? Vargas. And then I also had... Where did I see another one? Oh, I thought I had another name in here. Oh, David Gerard. I don't have him on here. Oh. Edward Ziff says, I will give away my gang green softball jersey. During the draft? You don't have to do that, dude. appreciate it but you don't have to do that the first thing we gave away i think was green beans jacket i think we gave away some yeah uh, I think we gave the away retro shirts maybe jets jacket yeah i gave away a coat yeah jacket it was like an actual like uh maybe it was a jacket i wouldn't think it was a winter coat but yeah it was great what a beautiful jacket that was we gave that uh, that, that was the first thing right that, that was, was cool that was fantastic dude that was great all right let's do this odds and evens three two one we got evens. All right. Three, two, one. Ooh, odds. We are down to three. Three, two, one. <laughs> Can't believe it took me that long to do that one. <laughs> I can't believe none of us have done that. Kevin Chada, Kevin Chada, you are a t-shirt winner for tonight. 
Nice. Oh, there you go, Kev. Congrats. Oh, it's congrats, great. Kev. He's always in the. Ch- I think this. Is, this might be his second time winning. He definitely. He gets put on the qualifier a lot. He's always hanging out with us. Does he? He's always yeah, in there. It. All you got to do is be hanging out in the chat. It's absolutely awesome. All right, boys. It's been a lot of fun. This is Jets Talk. Signing off. J E T S. <laughs>